Internet friends, and welcome to episode number 133 of Final Boss TV, your wild game rating show. I am your host, my name is Adam K, aka Bay, and today we're talking about holy and disciplined priests. Now, real quick, hold on, I gotta pause the music, let's get real real quick. They're still together on purpose right now, but because Legion is going to be happening for so long, they'll probably get their own standalone shows in the future, so calm down. All right, there's a reason for this. There's a method to my madness, but thank you so much for tuning in today. Again, a real quick shout out to those that are supporting the show over on Patreon. So thank you very much to those that are supporting over there. The Extra Mile. So the assistant producers, Truffles, Ludovicus, Tazlin, R4, and Dalfir. If you didn't know yet, there are extra podcasts that exists now for patrons. This is the behind the scenes podcast, the one in particular for this show. Uh, it got a little nitty gritty. So if you want more priest discussion, sort of off the books and unscripted, you can do that. There's of course the shadow priest one from last week. There is the you know, havoc one. They keep going and going and going. These are only available on Patreon. They are locked behind that reward tier. So thank you to all that do that support the show and reap the benefits of said extra podcast. But enough about that. Enough about me babbling on. Who are the guests on today's show? Well, if you watch social media, then you know. So returning and betraying his former comrades, uh, here's Sups. Hey. <laughs> I didn't betray Mistweaver. Blizzard betrayed Mistweaver. Okay. Oh, okay. Is that what happened? Yeah. <laughs> Well, so, they didn't betray Mistweaver, they just renamed it Dispriest, okay? So I'm technically oh. still playing a Mistweaver, so... Wow! Okay, that's fair. Well, Subs is definitely here to talk about Discipline Priest today. Hello, sir. Welcome back. I'm great. Great to be on here, man. Thank you for waking up. The sun is literally rising in Australia right now. You can see it in the background there. So thank you for being up so damn early. My goodness. Pleasure. And then Aspa is here. He's going to talk about Holy. Hello, sir. Welcome. What up? Um, I'm uh, <clears throat> I'm excited. I'm a bit nervous, but excited. This is gonna be fun. I mean, I'm playing the the real priest, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I say. You're just here just to make sure that everyone is playing the right spec of priest, correct? Yeah, of course, and it's holy, like we all know. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. That's that's you can't get any more straightforward than that, right? I mean, there's no real way to 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 go for it. I mean, there's no discipline priest. They don't spam shields anymore, right? So they're terrible. I mean, comment sub comment. I hundred percent agree. This <laughs> is really really bad right now. Actually, oh, I can't believe my guild brings me to progression bosses. This is just so bad right now. Whoa. Okay, that's a little far, but that's fair. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll, I'll take that, I suppose. But. I guess just to get uh, acquainted slash reacquainted uh, about the two of you and what you guys both do in the the priest sphere, I'll go to Asper real quick first. Uh, sir, what do you do with the in the WoW sphere for priests? You know, what's your background in the game as a healer overall? And, you know, walk me through sort of your bit of that. Say hi to chat, you know, introduce yourself. Uh, well, uh, at the moment, what I do, I'm a moderator in How to Priest. Uh, I write guides for Holy Priest stuff and, and help people on a daily basis in the Discord. 
uh, what comes to like gameplay at the moment, I raid in a guild called Familia with Drama. Uh, we're 8 out of 10 Mythic Nighthole at the moment. And as we speak, my guild is progressing Mythic Elisand without me. <coughs> uh, uh, for past experience, I've been playing World of Warcraft like uh, since Vanilla. Then when Wrath of the Lich King was uh, uh, introduced, I, I quit and told never to return and here we are again. <laughs> you no one ever quits, you just take a break. Yeah. Um, I've... the current... yeah. I, current state of Holy Priest is really... I, I love playing Holy, I've always loved playing Holy. And I will continue to love playing Holy. Discipline and, and Shadow are, are secondary things for me and... Mm. I will always speak in the behalf of Holy. I'll always be there for you. Fair enough. How about how about you, Subs? What do you do now since you're technically playing a different colored Mistweaver, apparently, as you said? So what do you do in the in the WoW sphere? And what is your like background? Because you were on the show before, but like what's Yeah. How how has your transition uh, to Legion been? Uh I transitioned well. I was obviously a mystery at one point, and I transitioned to disc. I guess I should explain what I did first. Um, I don't really do anything important in the priest discord. I sort of just have opinions and give my opinions, and then like smart people do the math, and then yeah, shout out to my boy Josh for doing all the math. That's a drinking game right there. But uh, as in terms of what I was like, the terms of like the transition from mystery to this, it started in alpha, where obviously I didn't want to play mystery anymore, and then I saw this new discipline priest spec, and I was always attracted to like. DPS healers, and then it was sort of like an easy transition because I played one, and yeah, that's about it. Uh, not really much else to say. I just people like me because I do well as this, I guess. <laughs> but you're 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 hyper casual now, apparently, right? You're just like complete, yeah, I'm hyper casual. Wicked scrub. Mm -hmm. Well, for for three weeks, sorry, my guild. I came back to my guild. <laughs> that was that was an interesting period of my life. <laughs> There. But I'm no longer casual anymore. I'm going to be raiding in 7.2. Okay, that's fair enough. Well, eh, there is a lot changing on the horizon for 7.2. If you have not heard yet, I live under a rock. The patch is coming out Tuesday for US and then, of course, Wednesday for the EU regions. So prepare thine buttocks because if you weren't caught up or ready for it, though it's already here. And I was hoping for the April 4th just for a little bit more time, but I think it makes total sense to be to be on Tuesday. So absolutely. We will we'll definitely we'll definitely go forward with that. And I guess there is I'm gonna bring up some things on screen real quick here, of course, if uh sub since you're the one that just plugs all this stuff. Where where can people find obviously we know the Discord, but like other what specific things, where can people find all the different resources I'm about to bring up on screen? And just flash around like where is all this stuff located that people can can find for holy and discipline. Well, most well most of the discipline priest stuff is direct, direct hosted directly from How to Priest, so definitely you should go there for most of your discipline priest stuff. I'm definitely not being paid to say that. It's definitely a very legitimately good discipline priest resource because um the best discipline players and all the theory crafters hang out there, and it's definitely a, a great resource to go to. Because there is a lot of things. I mean, we'll go through this a little bit later. We have this huge document for Holy Priest has been put together. We have another one that is a little bit less pretty, but also a ton of stuff here for discipline that we'll go through. We, of course, we have the, the, the traits and the talents and stuff that we'll go through later on. And all this, there's a lot. And we live in this age right now where if you don't know about the Discord, you know, the link is, of course, on my channel guide. Or you can find it in many other places, too. But just definitely jump into the How to Priest Discord. There's so many things 
to look at pins messages and of course the forum we have because there is different uh i brought up the icy veins one that i'll look at later just because of the formatting i want to hover over things but there is really in-depth guides on on how to priest that kind of walk through like literally everything <laughs> about these two specs so if you are new to the spec or you're returning go give that a gander Right here. I mean, this is like, pfft, I'm just going to scroll down forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. This is a huge thread just on Holy Alone, so. Yeah, go check those out. So I guess the reason why, the main reason why I wanted to have Holy Discipline together is I wanted to compare and contrast and evaluate how they have both changed. Because they've been different, but essentially, Holy just used to like, spam prayer of bending and spam renew. And then Discipline, you should just spam Cow and Powered Shield. That was like all they did, right? But things have changed so much with the Holy Word changes, with how Discipline works now, being an actual like DPS class that does heal. But it is still a healer before I get on that tangent. Subs will probably freak out a little bit. But yeah, I guess I'm going to go back to you on this first subs. And I said goodbye to the Shielding Priest of old. Hello to the DPS healing in tandem. So how has the change discipline worked out so far in Legion right now? How does it how's it fit? Well, it's definitely, they, they definitely achieved their goal of being a DPS healer. It definitely, it's the core of the kit is the atonement mechanic, so I guess that's successful. Now implementation's a bit different, uh, but they definitely got away from like the toxic gameplay of just spamming absorbs the whole fight and just pressing one button and then pressing penance on cooldown to make your power shield a lot better that was like the only reason I ever pressed that spell so and i shifted it more towards this like actual like healer it's not like you don't have these like nebulous terms of absorb healer and throughput healer every healer is a throughput healer mm -hmm. but uh yeah i would definitely say it has been a successful transition um but not, not a lot of people still play this which i guess is fine because they can always just play holy so i is that so I was being a little bit like, you know, derivative there when I was saying that all I used to do is spam absorbs back in the day, but that was like the most HPS they could do. And obviously the shielding mechanics back in the day were obviously a little more egregious. Now powered shields on a cooldown, it's integral to the kit. So like what what is because you said there's no, you know, there's none of like these weird different types of healers now. Everything's basically a throughput healer. So what does discipline now excel at then? that many healers might not understand or know, like, how the class works now? Uh, what what this excels at is predictable burst raid damage on your entire raid. Uh, the way you play Discipline Priest right now is you identify points in, in the encounter, and you press Power Radiance a lot, and then you press Light Seraph, Shadow Fiend, Penance for that damage, and then that's all you do. Um, it's also particularly good at healing a lot of targets at once, I mean, that's sort of related to it, but it's really good at dealing with like absorb debuffs on Helia and empowered Isaacul Dan. That's where its like speciality lies. So it's definitely like a a pure raid healer. It's what it what it lacks in is spot healing and tank HPS. But uh, that's a, definitely a fine trade off if you have your raid like if you have like a holy pound and rest of druid in your raid. That's definitely a fine trade off. But if you're playing with if you're playing with a comp that doesn't accommodate the fact that you're going to be seen there the whole fight raid healing, it is. You can't really play to some place to how you're supposed to be playing it, but that's fine because Holy is like the total opposite, right? It can it can adapt to that situation pretty easily, and it's probably intended that you play both Holy and Dis anyway. But 
not a lot of people do that because the legendary system, whatever. But as as a complete package of a healer, Holy and Dis definitely work pretty well together, and they do cover each other's weaknesses pretty well. And you can always like, well, if you're not if you if you can't do predictable burst damage like raid healing, you could always just play Holy, right? And if you and if you really need damage as a Holy priest, or if you need if you need more raid healing in your raid company, you can always play Discipline. That's like, whereas like before, like Wad, it was like just play Dis always. On every boss, no right. reason not to play this. Why even play Holy, especially in HFC? It was just awful. Like, right. and I was like that in Mop as well. It's just like no reason to really ever play that at all. So, yeah, the yeah. Uh, the the paradigm has definitely shifted, and I guess that whole point comes up now about like the damage of a discipline priest and. This, like right now, we're on the cusp of 7.2, so we basically, I just want to keep talking in the limelight of how 7.2 works, because we're about to get into nitty-gritty, of course, later on, and we'll get into all the math and gear sets or whatever, but people always wonder, like, is Discipline really brought for, more for the healing, or more for their damage? Like, does their damage matter? Is it, like, better than tank damage, even though some tanks right now, like, Protection Warriors can do tons of damage? So, like, is, on a mythic level... Is Discipline Priest's damage, like, is it worth it? Is it good? Is it fine? Like, what's where's that stand? Prov providing that you don't do dumpster tier healing, it's definitely always good to have more damage, right? Um, basically, every progression boss I did this tier on the first week, like, we never hit the rage on Spellblade or Luriel, and that was a pretty big deal, because I just did... It's not entirely say it was my fault, but it definitely was, like, a big contributor to just having 70 million extra boss damage. As for, like damage that Discipline Priest is doing. Uh, it's definitely lower than tanks now because tanks have set bonuses, legendaries, and that that increase their DPS. Uh, and this damage didn't really scale that well because you didn't... There was nothing that outside of... There was no DPS increasing legendaries and there was no, no set bonuses that increased damage. Now that changes next patch and especially with the, all the scaling DPS, seeing, scaling DPS increases and set bonuses next patch. But as of right now, it definitely is worth it. But it's not as it's not as good as it was in Emerald Nightmare and Trial of Valor, where it was before that point. Everyone didn't have 54 traits. Everyone didn't have their god tier legendaries. Everyone was like, they barely had anything right. And discipline priest damage was very, very, very competitive and a very big deal, especially when you were doing like Scenarius with Scenarius, Xavius, whatever. It was very, very, very relevant factor on progression. But Nighthold, especially like Gul'dan, where damage doesn't really matter, like. Gul'dan, it, uh, it's a sort of like a weird thing. Basically what I'm saying, Discipline Priest damage was relevant in Mythic, but the hardest boss, it wasn't really relevant. So, hmm. it's a bit weird. And now to flip that to the other side of the coin, Aspa, the Holy Priest toolkit changed again. I want to say it's the second expansion in a row now that Holy gets like pretty sweeping changes to like how, because you know chakras are gone, now you've got the Holy Word system, and serendipity changes to like improve the fact that certain spells feed into the holy words, which like rewards your gameplay choices, right? So, how, like, are you are is holy just able to adjust to any situation basically as it is now? Like, how does that compare? Like, when you play as a holy priest, how does that compare to uh, what subs does with uh, discipline? Well, the way I see it is that holy is basically jack of all trades and master of none. Because we we can play as sort of a tank healer in a way. In my opinion, tank healers doesn't exist anymore, unless you're a holy paladin with beacon of light. 
Mm. And then we got the we got the raid healing uh, through um, sanctify and prayer of healing, and of course like uh, what comes to play with uh, prayer mending and true benediction and so on. We we can adjust to be pretty much any kind of situation. We get pre really good like single target healing. We get really good AOE healing. Our, our healing cooldown like divine whom it needs some attention and and you need to prepare for it, but it's really strong. And again, then with apotheosis, uh, we can even have like even stronger single target or AOE healing. So we get like our toolkit is really good and like it's designed well. We can adjust to pretty much every kind of situation. So I feel like Holy is in somewhat good position. There are some changes and that should be done or like needed. But in general, I like the current playstyle. I like uh, how Holy words work because, like uh, as you said, like before with chakras. It, it, the chakra dance wasn't really a thing because sanctuary was so bad it was just so bad that you never mm -hmm. used it so you were just pretty much always sitting on blue chakra but now <clears throat> with holy words just you want to be casting them all the time to benefit from divinity as much as possible so i i like the toolkit and i think we're in somewhat good position to and we're able to adjust a lot better than discipline priestess and like sub says uh, when it comes to like just spot healing or stuff like that, this just kind of loses it because they're just so keen on the raid healing, which they're really good at. Yeah, there is there's definitely still the strengths and weaknesses apparent because you're obviously part of a healing team, and a healing team is incredibly important in Legion because you you don't again looking back to warlords, you don't have a discipline a discipline priest healing for half of your raid's HPS because it's just all absorbed. Right, that doesn't exist. Or in toward the end of Mop, when it was really bad, there, there's definitely a team effort to be have now. With only like four spaces available, arguably three-ish most of the time, and maybe like the rare occasion five healers in a mythic raid, there are still six healers in total. So someone doesn't get to join the club, right? Someone just can't join uh, and be part of that. So Holy being the Swiss Army knife of healers, essentially, is that. Like, where does the, the healer balance come to either or? Like, do you, is, is it like a hierarchy? Like, subs, from your mythic standpoint, like, is there a hierarchy of healers that you always bring? Or have you been lucky enough to, like, play disc on everything? Or is that a conscious decision? Uh, in terms of, like, my guild, I was always in for every progression boss. In my opinion, the only true mandatory healer in my mind is Holy Paladin, just because. They are just like, they complement every healer in the game because, like, you know, the healers can be kind of dumb and they, well, a random member in your raid just took three spores at once. I'm just going to holy shock their whole HP bar and I'm just going to heal the tanks at the same time. It's just so nice to play with a holy paladin, but, like, on some bosses like Grossus, some bosses like Tychondrius, Augur, it's really, really, really good to have Shaman, but I wouldn't say they're on the same level as Paladin, personally, but I don't play at, like, the super top end level. But, uh, other healers are really good. The other healers obviously very good as Resto Druid and are very good at uh especially these Nighthold bosses that have a lot of like individual like single target healing and tank healing. Resto Druids excel at that type of stuff. So personally, if I was to like in my guild there was the core of the raid comp or the god comp, so say it was always like HBL, Dis, Shaman, and then we just went from there, really. And typically if we just four healed, we just bring the druid in and then if we were three healed we cut the druid. That was, that's our situation, but my situation is pretty unique, right? A lot of people think that they should always bring a druid in over the priest, but it wasn't really my situation. It sort of depends on your players, right? right. There's no like, it's not like mop where it's like you have to have a 
Like if you're doing like tier fourteen, you have to have three misweavers or whatever. It's not yeah. it's not egregious like that anymore. Mm -hmm. Or like even BRF where you had to have two holy paladins, but they definitely cut down a lot on like the mandatory like oh my god you need to have this or you will die. Not so much in night hall, but overall with but so the only heal that's left that's like super super OP is holy paladin I guess, which is nice. It's certainly an improvement over ward where it was always paladin, always disc, and always shaman, and then the other three healer specs had to fight over the one spot. Where now it's a lot of just like bring your best player in, bring like it, or if it's like there's no yeah, you know what I mean. I'm just rambling at this point. <laughs> no, you're, you're, it's fine. Mostly because of the. I mean, I, I guess I wanted to bring up this is sort of a side question that just popped into my head based on like the healer meta, I suppose, and how uh, how it designs between the two of them. It's. I don't know how to really put this in without, because cause every guild sort of has a a conception of what they want to bring for the healing core, and normally it's like whoever they can recruit, but they don't really like move that around very often, and maybe their holy priest like never play discipline. But do you think that should be a thing that that holy priest should do, or like if you only have a discipline priest, should you also learn how to play holy, or vice versa? Because no other healer in the game does that, right? I think. Um... For I think if you play a discipline priest in this patch, you have to accept at some point that there was going to be a boss. From just how the kit was designed, you have to accept at some point there was going to be a boss where it was going to be bad. And I didn't, I necessarily didn't really agree that holy priest was the solution. I on that boss, the boss I'm talking about is mythical Dan, and the the solution is you to play your holy paladin ult on that boss. Oh no! Was it? Was it for me, it wasn't really just I should spec holy. It was for me, it's like, should I just gear my paladin? And then if my paladin has like decent legendaries, it would have been way better because that's what the boss needed. That's not to say holy is bad, that's just to say holy paladin was like way better than holy priest. But um, for 7.2, because holy and discs are getting so much better at the same time, I would say if you're a discipline priest, you shouldn't confine yourself to a discipline priest. I think you should be playing your other spec because you are a healing priest, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but especially if you're not like at the super top end, like there's gonna be some fights where you can't just like brute force with raw skill. Like sometimes it's not possible, right? If you have right. to deal with like a lot of movement on Elson, or a lot of people told me that Mythic Helia was gonna be horrible for discs, but in reality, if you were at the highest level, you could do really well on that boss. But for a lot of people, they couldn't really do well on that boss. But yeah, I think for a lot of people, they should not confine themselves to discs, and I think that applies to holy as well. I think you should have an understanding of when it's good to play disc. But I think it's if you're not as good as disc, it's less you can't easily transition to disc where as a disc priest you can easily transition to holy, if you know what I mean. I guess Asper can agree can follow up on that point because he he's a holy priest main essentially. <laughs> yeah, well I mean there are I have played disc so little. I know how the spec works, and I know how it should be played. And it's just a straight fact that on bosses that need like a high raid-wide AoE healing, disc is simply just better, if you can play it correctly. But if you cannot, then you shouldn't play disc. Then you can easily like keep on playing Holy. Holy can offer really good like raw throughput, and that's Holy's strength is the raw throughput. But if you can play this very well, it's a fact that this just performs better. But I don't know. 
in a way, of course, if you play a healing priest, you should be able to play both specs either way and just adjust to the, like, for example, on long encounters, this suffers without external mana, innovating like BOE, for example. So, uh, this, if, if you do not know what you're doing on disc, you can easily mana starve and therefore you can, you benefit, your raid benefits more when you're staying holy. Right. Well, that's, that's sort of the, the, the thing that I was going to get to as well is that the reason why I brought that question up is because 7.2, again, being on Tuesday, is there's sort of like a reset level. And yeah, I know like legendary system sort of comes into play here. If you have lots of legendaries for, for one side of the, the healing priest, not the other, then you still get kind of pigeonholed, but you are sort of like reset in a way. And because of how f ridiculous artifact knowledge is about to scale, and how the concordance of legion fall you will definitely hit like this this wall i would argue much sooner than the original paragon trait where you're just like well what do i want a saber eye worth of int on a proc or do i work on holy or do i work on discipline like you, you you'll be able to to bounce back to your other healing specs artifact i think the most much quicker in in the patch going forward which i think is great for pure dps, DPS specs too because you won't have to just stay one DPS spec like you know, Marksman or Frost or, or Affliction all the time. So I do wonder how that's going to feel after the patch comes out. Well, it's also, just following up the point, I talked to like, a good friend of mine, Mero. Uh, mm -hmm. He had this problem when he was playing Priest where he would love to play, he would love to play Holy and Dis at the same time. And he's a raid leader for a guild. It's a little harder to play Dis but on some bosses, but he, he understood the, the strength of the spec. And he was kind of spec-locked to Discipline because he had Dis Priest Legendaries and he didn't have any Holy Priest Legendaries. But with the change in 7.2 to the fact that you can get global, le you can get Legendaries a lot more quicker right. and the fact that it's a lot easier to, to, to go into new specs right, but just with the, the hard wall on AK knowledge and that type of stuff, it's going to be a lot easier to multi-spec, especially for priests, and you can adapt to the situation far more easily where before it just wasn't worth it. Like, you could, but... Would you rather give up all that HP you just got from twenty paragons just so you right. can play holy so it's maybe better? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just not worth. It's gonna be an interesting one. I'll, I'll move us along here to the traits. I had these brought these up real quick. I'll bounce over to let's look at holies first. So seven point two coming out on Tuesday. Again, making sure everyone realizes that holy crap, it's here. But so the major bits for 7.2 that are changing, I'll bring up the traits on screen real quick here, Aspa. If you have anything you want to like make sure is brought up about these and uh, and walk me through how the new traits are going to affect uh, Toure in the future. Yeah, so uh, there's four new traits that we're getting. Um, only one of them is like super interesting in my opinion. Uh, there's... First, there is the Cares of the Naru that increases the healing bonus from Light of Ture by 5% for each uh, point you put in. So uh, it's going to be an additional 20% to the 25, but it, it still doesn't fix anything. Light of Ture is still kind of bad. It's a 45% buff to single target healing to one target, but it, it, it doesn't really fix anything. It's just a buff for a single target. Like, mm -hmm. it's good for tank healing, but that's pretty much it. Then there's the time and measures, which damage you take has chance to reset the cooldown of Desperate Prayer, which is actually kind of nice, but it, I don't know yet what's the, like, PPM of that. 
if it procs like often enough, you can use Desperate Prayer a lot, which means it adds a lot of survivability. Uh, for example, like I use it, I don't use Desperate Prayer as a heal. I use it before mechanics to snap more health, so I don't die to the mechanics because I don't have any right. damage reduction. But then we get to the new dragon, the Golden Drake, Cosmic Cripple. And that's something else. This is something that makes me smile. Uh, when Holy Word, Serenity or Sanctify finishes their cooldown, you emit a burst of light that heals up to five injured allies, <clears throat> five injured allies for 120% of spell power. It's insane. It, it, that's, uh, the math is, has been done. And it's about a raw 60% uh, 60k HPS bonus. And it used to be even better than it was before. It's even even after it wasn't at first it was 200% of spell power, mm -hmm. and and that was like just way too OP. Even now as <laughs> even now as like 120%, it's so strong. It's so strong. It's beautiful. I love it. It. It really plays into the whole purpose and chat knowing this now and, and looking at this this now will play a lot into the second half of the show when we when we dive into the talents and the, the tier sets, but this not everyone's golden dragon out there is gonna be like, oh my gosh. Uh, a lot of them are just like a numerical thing. But Cosmic Ripple is very interesting in the fact that it actually really plays into the whole purpose of and when we go over the first part your holy words being a really integral part of your spec, and this rewards you just free healing for actually utilizing serendipity and your holy words properly. That's really cool. It's it's really nice because it it like it fits the per spec. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm mumbling. It fits the spec perfectly, and it has so nice synergy with the playstyle in general because it's all about everything is built around the holy words and now like you even you're like being rewarded for using them even more so the more you cast holy words basically the better holy priest you are fair it's, enough yeah yeah subs how about the discipline new traits here i'll plop these up on the screen you want to walk me through uh the the big things to take note of here very different sort of path uh, initially off of these where you go to your everyone gets their golden circle first but then you instantly fly over here to get uh, penance of course because obviously yeah you get penance because it's like 30% of your output it's like way better it's a, such, such a good DPS increase it's a good DPS increase and it's your best deal so you obviously won't get that right away but uh, the first trait is uh, I don't know how to say it but it's atonement DR essentially and it's a very, very, very strong HPS increase just passively. Um, typically, just the 4 out of 4 is going to amount to like 6 to 7% HPS increase. And the biggest deal about that is that this right now on live doesn't really have like good, consistent tank HPS. And where the strongest part of Atonement DR is obviously going to come from tank HPS. So this will be, just by getting the 4 of 4, will be doing contributing far more Tank HPS was a big problem. I said that three times in a row, but mm -hmm. anyway, moving on. It's a very <laughs> big deal. You get that, and it's a and that trait is actually the second best overall trait you can get for Discipline Priest. It's just like you want that. It's so good. If you had if you had double relics, you would have went for penance damage and that. Uh, I don't really know how to under under overvalue it, but it's just it's it's such a good effect. Anyway, moving on. Tyranny of Pain. Uh, 
tank CDs in Legion aren't really that important. So when you buff the tank CDs more, it's kind of just like whatever. I mean, it's nice. I mean, I don't really know what else to say. Your pa- your pain sup is now even better. Like, right. woo, wasn't really even that important before. I've gone bosses where I've never casted pain sup outside of casting on myself for a defensive cooldown. It's just that that's how unimportant tank CDs are in this expansion. And then the interesting one is the Golden Dragon. When I, I say interesting, it's not really. It's just an HPS increase. Uh, your powered shield is 50% stronger, but then the remaining duration of it, it'll be losing 3% of the absorb every second. Uh, it's interesting that they buffed an absorb by a lot. Um, there's probably going to be a boss this tier where absorb stacking is going to be a big deal, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many like things Discipline has to up the power of absorbs. Like, it's going to happen at some point, and it's probably going to be now if it's ever going to happen, because they can't really... Unless they make another trait which just straight buffs the absorb by like 100%, there's... It's not going to get that much more stronger, right? It's only going to get worse because you will lose so much stats from not equipping the 219 two-piece. But the the main... Outside of that, because absorbs aren't really that... aren't that big of a deal for mechanics, because they don't really do any bosses where having an absorb is a really big deal. This really, really, really helps this spot healing by a lot, as power shield is, was your spot heal before, and it's just right. straight up 50% better. And it rewards... It really rewards a really good usage of power shield. I know that's a meme right now in the, in the bingo, but uh, basically, basically, because because the absorb is so large and so upfront, this it fixes the problem that this had with reactive spot healing. Hmm. And if you really, really wanted to with talent builds, you can actually get powered shields like snap absorb up to the levels of like holy word serenity, which is an interesting thing you can do if you're like if you have a horrid spot healing. And the other thing it does for mythic plus is it makes powered shield the best single target heal for dis. It's better than Shadow Men now, just the base power of the spell. But that's, a, that's not really much else to say. These traits, it's nice that they made traits for discs that aren't just like HPS increases. I mean, well, they are, but they're not like, okay, your raid healing is now 10% better. Wow, who cares? It's like when they gave Miss Weaver more spot healing, that's what that spec needed. Uh, but you know, it, it's improving. <laughs> it's improving points of it's improving points of discs that were bad, and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And both the 4 out of 4 and the Golden Dragon, and the fact that the Paragon, which is the other important thing, is that before, the Paragon didn't buff your Absorb healing, and that's a big deal, as well as oh, that's right, that's the right. Paragon is the Paragon is also 3.4% better. It's going from 116 to 15 total. So this is getting a lot of love trait-wise next patch, which is very, very interesting since it was already pretty competitive HBS-wise before. Now they're really, really pushing it as an H... They're really pushing Priest in general as a premier HPS healer, I guess, which is nice. So I'm a, I love me some HPS, as some people would say. <laughs> yeah, because the, the, the Forbidden Flame, the one of one now, right, the old Paragon that goes away on Tuesday, is now, yeah, 5% damage, healing, and absorbs. And then, of course, your Golden Circle, the Will of the Conclave, is also the same thing. Healing and absorbs by 10%, damage by 10 and stamina by 10% as well. So you don't lose. We're not really losing any Stamina. I think we lose barely any, and we actually gain like as DPS and healers, we actually gain 0.5 I, more. But I tested on Patreon. You you don't lose any stem. You'll gain more just from getting more traits. Over the time, other important yeah, yeah. the other the other important thing that that's worth mentioning is because recently they buffed artifactual damage. That's the passive damage increase you get on the weapon. Yep. 
they buffed that up from 0.5 to 0.65, I think, for this, which is a very big deal because that helps discipline priest DPS a lot. Uh, I think if you have a full weapon this patch compared to an old weapon, it's it's roughly a 14% DPS increase, which is a very big deal. I mean, a DPS would kill for a 14% DPS increase. It's just really helping discipline priest damage scaling quite a bit. Uh, and it also applies to other healers and tanks as well, which is interesting, I guess, yeah. They seem yeah. to be, because healers in general, their their healer DPS was kind of getting less relevant just because DPS had these legendaries and set bonuses. So buffing their damage helps keep the helps keep healer damage relevant as the tiers go on. It doesn't get outscaled into irrelevancy like it was in right. like was in like Warlords of Draenor where your healers were just doing terrible damage and who cared if they were DPSing or not. That's the other thing I had on here that I had highlighted to make sure, because you, you brought up a few of the things that are definitely happening on Tuesday. Are there any other major changes to either Holy or Discipline that are just coming in the patch outside of the you know the, the, the artifact scaling for damage coming out there? I don't know, Aspa, was there anything really important that is happening to, to Holy in the patch? Well, outside outside the new trades, not really. There's one major change to one of our legendaries, the Moose Unwearing Will, which are the wrists. They're, they're getting kind of rework or addition. Like earlier it was, when you're above 75%, you heal 15%, you, like you cast 15% faster, but it was only effective for prayer of healing, smite and heal. And now they're adding flash heal to it, and they're dropping the the health flash pool from 75% to 50%. So this means the Moose Unwearing Will is actually going possibly to see more daylight. It's going to be very good for Mythic Plus at least. And uh, looking at uh, the future, it might be good for um, raiding also because of Cosmic Ripple. It allows you to get more Holy Words. So. That's the only big change, but, you know, we'll see in the future how it plays out. Well, yeah, so uh, now, uh, uh, oh, I was looking at the tooltip to make sure chat knows. It, the whole, it says right now 75% health, but obviously the tooltip will update. So it's when you're above 50% health, the cast times of heal, prayer, healing, and smite are reduced by 15%. That's pretty huge, yeah. Uh, if we're talking about legendary changes, Discipline Priest also got one change to one of their legendaries, mm -hmm. and it's kind of... It, the change is that the the pain suppressors now cause your power shield to be fifteen percent stronger. Uh, in terms of an HPS increase, it's not that good, but it's certainly improve further improving this spot healing. So if you were doing like a boss like Star Orger, where it's all about spot healing and all you really care about is your reactive spot healing, and you don't have like Velens or like Pridas or whatever, it's definitely an interesting choice. The pain sub CDR is also semi relevant on those bosses as well, but uh. The actual like change that will matter most of the time is the fact that Sephus gives haste for this, and Sephus because of that is actually really good, uh, a lot better than the pain up braces for an HPS increase, which is nice. What gets what gets added to the uh, the sanctuary of Ignot? What what happens? Because <laughs> right now it just oh, says yeah. that. Power and shield reduces the remaining cooldown of paints up by four seconds. It's also making it's also making power and shield fifteen percent stronger. Yeah, just straight up fifteen percent better. Coupled with your um, with your new golden dragon, yeah, I could see how that would. You be. can you can certainly make the absorbs very very big next patch, so it could have, it could be relevant. 
they're still locked to the the global. I mean, not the global, but the cooldown associated. So it's not like it's every global is now powered shield again. So what's the average? I guess that's the question. What's the average cooldown on powered shield? Because it scales with haste, right? Or does it? Is it yeah, locked? it's okay. it's like five point five or something like that off the top of my head. That's okay. average is five. Yeah, way better than none. So as it was way in better. The past. Yeah. Yeah. So fair enough with that one. Uh, there was a side question here that I brought up. You guys have kind of gone over both of them. I mean, subs, you definitely brought up the discipline priest damage and obviously the huge bonus you're getting on on a Tuesday. But I guess Asp is like, where's holy priest's damage at? Cause I know that was like a funny joke earlier on in the expansion because holy priest is actually doing a lot of damage. <laughs> is that so the thing or is it? Well, you know this spell called Holy Nova, yeah? Hell okay, yeah. so we got that. We we got that one for AOE. Um, the, the, yeah, holy priests like when it comes to damage on raid encounters, it's kind of um, it's really almost non-existent because smite it doesn't hit so hard. Chastise cost mana, so it, it's very hard. To use it most of the time. Same thing right. with Holy Fire because it costs mana too. I ideally, if if you can do it, you, you spam Smite, uh, get the Chastise of cooldown, and wait and hope for Holy Fire procs. So if you get the double dodge running on the boss and you get to Smite a lot and get to use Chastise, you're doing somewhat over 100k DPS easily. But the problem is that immediately when you need to start healing, your DPS dies completely and right. it's it doesn't come up again. So, on whenever you see ads, you can you can pad for logs, spam Holy Nova. But <laughs> right. the thing with Holy Priest and Holy DPS is because the way we play now is very AOE heavy, and when it comes to like Sanctify Prayer of Healing, they're really mana heavy spells. So what you need to do during downtime, every time that you don't need to actually be, when you don't need to be healing, you can use spam Smite to the boss. Just spam Smite because it's mana free. So you're uh, gaining mana and you're helping to kill the boss. And so that's what I do quite often. Like I start every encounter, spam smite for the first 15, 20, even 30 seconds. Right. And just get prayer mending of cooldown. And whenever there comes downtime, you smite. It's not that effective, but it still helps. So I think holy, yeah, smite could be doing more for holy priest because that's pretty much all we got. Um, but yeah, holy priest DPS is not comparable to other healers basically. So how about bugs and or other bits of tomfoolery with either, either pre-spec uh, subs? Is there anything broken or wonky right now with Discipline Priest or maybe on the horizon that needs to be sort of brought into the, the spotlight in the community to know of? Either things that are pro or cons, I suppose. What's anything you, can, you guys have found out in the Priest community? Um... Surprisingly, off the top of my head, there isn't like any major bugs with Discipline Priest. Um, the biggest bug I know of is just the fact that how Purge the Wicked spreads is kind of awkward. If you play, if you ever played a Shadow Priest, you, if you're at max range and you did a Misery Void or Vampiric Touch, sometimes the Shadow Word Pain would not apply. That's kind of the same thing with Purge the Wicked Cleave. You have to be in range of the target for it to cleave. You can't be at 40 yards and the other target be at like. 45 yards, it just won't spread. That's like the most awkward bug this has. But outside of that, I can't really think of a problem with this. 
I don't know about Holy, but this seems pretty bug-free. Hmm. What about you, Aspa? Anything for Holy? Um, well, there are some things. For example, like the Shaman Rest Totem doesn't work with our spirit form. For some reason, the Shaman Totem does not want to rest us. Uh, huh. Then uh, there's a small box here and there. Usually they're all about Spirit of Redemption or the Aspa form, like my guildies like to call <laughs> it. Do you have the cloak? Let's not go there, okay? <laughs> okay. I have enough knives in my back, all right? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I'd love to have it. But yeah, they're, the only bugs that I've no, I know about are always about Spirit of Redemption and stuff not working because of Spirit of Redemption. Hmm. That's, that's the first show in a while that I've asked and there was nothing that was actually like ridiculously crazy off the top of any of the guest heads that, that came out. Because the past few shows, I've been like, well, this is weird and that's busted, but that's that's a good sign, I guess. There's a couple of there's a couple of visual bugs, I guess. That doesn't really matter though. Hmm. Like I sometimes guess. when you when sometimes when your lights are out, the animation just like bugs out completely. So, but that's not like game breaking bugs, you know. Sure. About that holy hidden artifact, it's like up there in the back. Like it should be like nicely like any other stuff. But mm. the holy hidden artifact, it's like skyrocketed to the moon. I don't know what's wrong with that. Same thing with benediction. Fix it. Like major issues, come on. Oh, like the, the particle effect or part of the staff itself or? Yeah, I don't know. It, it looks stupid. Huh. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know there was nothing else. Is there anything else in, the, in this opening segment that um, you wanted to bring up? Or are we... We good to move forward. What do, you, what do you got, Nathan? I can't think of anything else. We're good to move forward yet. Yeah, I'm. I'm all right. I guess the. I guess the one question. I, I guess the last one. Nothing was. Did you guys have anything nerfed going into seven point two? Because I don't remember seeing no. anything in the patch notes for any any nerfs. I don't think so. No, I think they're. I think they're holding off for seven two point five. I think that's uh, what they're gonna do. I think the seven two point five is gonna be the balance patch for two more yeah. errors. I think. So, yeah, nothing for us, at least. Well, that's good, anyway. Because you never... Like, for DPS, from my perspective, you always want to be in the middle of the pack because then you're not going to get buffed or nerfed, so you're just, like, you're there. Like, right now, with Fury Warriors and Frosty K is getting some pretty hefty cutbacks a little bit going into the patch. And uh, you, you don't want to be there because you never want to get nerfed. It never feels good. You always want to, like, stay in the middle. And overall balance right now is pretty damn strong, like 9 to 10% top to bottom, which is great. There's some fundamental gameplay problems across the board, but we'll not go into those too much, but that's fair enough. Well, alrighty then. Well, I'm going to jibber about a few little things here real quick and, and plug some stuff while we transition over to the next segment of the show. First off, I don't have anything that looks too priest-oriented, but if you do want to support the show the extra mile and you want to get something for yourself... We do have a ton of apparel over on the Design by Humans Final Boss TV official store. I was wearing the... the uh, where they are? I was wearing the uh, the little Eridar twins last week on the Shadow Priest show. Because I mean, technically one of them is kind of like a Shadow Priest. But they're all right there if you want to get little Illidan shirts or anything that's made by Faye Bellina. We also just unveiled the new Exorcist Mythic World First Gul'dan, which is... It's, it's a... 
it's a shirt made because of what they did in their world first, like the other ones I've made for, for them or for Method. But this shirt is just a Demon Within shirt, which is very different. It just looks like, I don't know, it's our first design, I think, that just stands alone as its own little thing. Of course, my favorite's probably still Little Arthas, but you can go check out those. Dank tops, hoodies, baseball tees, sweatshirts, all the different cuts and different styles. And between heathering or not and different cuts of the shirts, you can go check those out there if you would like to. Additionally, of course, as I plugged it earlier in the show, if you're looking for different resources or the, all the different Discord link guide posting areas or anything like that, I do have a the channel guide here on the show if you want to grab links to all the different Discord sites. Of course, I link to you know my favorite and friends down here if you're looking for other resources as well. I just recently added the Patch 7.2 optimization guide video here that's done by Mad Season. Put a lot of work into the 7.2 PTR and actually walked through like the best way to attack the launch day. I'm doing a live stream special tomorrow for like preparate to anywhere to walk through the whole video and like make a like a Google document spreadsheet. So like if you really wanted to know what do you do when you log in on Tuesday or Wednesday, there's definitely an order of operations or you can go check out the video linked right down there. Additionally, make sure you grab the link to here to Mythic Plus. This website is going to be updated, of course, when the PTR notes come out. But this is a website that shows you the current affixes, routes, different calculators. Of course, all the different affixes will be detailed here. The new ones are already up with quaking and bursting and explosive and grievous. And you'll notice that uh, one of them is gone. That's because sang what's the, the healing one is now gone. What's the healing one again? Are you both rejoicing over the fact that it's gone forever? Hello. The healing what? The overflow? Overflow. Overflowing, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. Oh, wait, no, that's not great. I'm a distant priest, that's not great. <laughs> I, really I really hate that. I actually hate that affix when I play my paladin. I was doing my paladin and I, I holy shot someone for 5 million. I put like a 10 million shield on them. I'm just like, what do, we, what do I do? Mm -hmm. Help me. Oh, it's gone, so you're fine. Now, the new affix that replaces that one directly is the new Grievous one. Which is they get a dot when they're below 90% health. So you can keep healing that. So have fun with that one. Yes. Mm. I love the overflow as holy. Use Bayeri Benediction and the affix doesn't exist. That's so it doesn't funny. exist for me, apparently, I guess. Yep. <laughs> yeah, Tyrannical and Fortified were also nerfed slightly. Skittish is being nerfed slightly. So, but yeah. To put it in perspective, too, for chat, a 15 will technically be a 10 in the patch, so... You can go check out that there, but all right, we're 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 basically back, and now we're going to get all nitty-gritty and stuff here. Let's start with, oh boy, the gearing breakdown. So stats, all right. So what do the healing priests want to prioritize in their secondary stats? Let's do holy first, because there's a bit of a, of a tangent that stuff's going to go on for discipline, I feel. So what do holy priests go for for secondaries, Aspa? This is actually kind of funny because uh, people are used to have breakpoints for stats yeah for uh, like many healers have his breakpoints and whatsoever as holy priest you want intellect then you want mastery and then you want max item level the thing is that now since blessing of two rays gone with uh, the nerf to trail of light and the old playstyle so crit lost some value. Crit is still good. Don't get me wrong. Crit is still really good, but we don't get blessing of two reprocs anymore mm -hmm. as much as often. You feel the RNG even if you have 15 or 30% crit. So therefore, you don't have, you don't want to go. You're not going for a 30% crit. 
ideally, let's say for mythic raiding, uh, you want something around like 40 to 45% mastery. Then you just equip your highest item level. You just equip your highest item level gear. Then you fix your mastery with like engines and gems. Then you enchant your neck with Mark of the Ancient Priestess, and then you're happy. And then when you get an item, which is higher item level than your previous one, that has intellect in it, you equip that one. And then you <laughs> check your enchants again. That's how you go with Holy Priest. They aren't the only thing for Holy Priest is that you want to have a certain amount of mastery. For Mythic rating, that's about 40 to 45%. Or you look at this entirely ridiculous Google document that I don't even know how to begin navigating this thing to analyze your results that you guys have pinned here. That this I is, can, uh, I can yeah, give you a hand. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, first of all, this Google document was was made by Niffer, who is the math god, uh, does majority of the holy um, theory crafting, and uh, for example. If you ask me what's one plus one, I answer four because I don't. I honestly don't know. My <laughs> math head is is non-existent. Okay. So the, this one was made by Niffer, so no one can ever say that. Yeah, Aspa spreadsheet. No, it's Niffer's. So uh, in here you can insert. You make a copy of it. You go to the setup tab. You <clears throat> you insert your own stats there, and it calculates stat weights for your gear which you can use, for example, for a pawn string. But keep in mind that the pawn string is only working as long as you get the next item. When you get the next item, then you need to calculate new uh, stat weights. Mm. And through this spreadsheet, you can. there are presets for a different kind of uh, hub healing specs and everything. It's like so complex that it's very hard to even start Try to explain it, but yeah, this you every holy priest can find it in the holy priest discord from the holy pin pins. It's there. Uh, if we start going through this, we we're, we're be sitting here when it's six a.m. for me. Well, no, and it, that's it's, yeah. It's just it's really ridiculously interesting how different specs have like a superstar or a few that put together something that's this intensive, but then it's also. A little bit weird. I mean, I made a guide for pawn. There's a walkthrough for pawn and simulation craft, but for for DPS, as long as there are people that are in the back end working on your APLs and making sure everything is good and your priority lists are all set and whatever, like on the back end, and they get updated and plopped into each daily build, you you kind of like go through that, right? For for DPS, but for healers, there's always this weird, like, well, what do I care about? Moment, and for some of them, especially with holy, there is a way to help you figure that out. So this spreadsheet is just really, really nice. This spreadsheet is, it, it's it's the Bible for Holy Priest. It, <laughs> it, it has all the information you can hope for. Everything's in there. From trinket rankings, I don't know if I mentioned it, but like it has the trinket rankings. You can insert your trinkets and it tells you the estimated HPS of each trinket. It has a preset on it when, like, it ranks every 880. It presumes that all trinkets are 880, so you can see the estimated HPS for each trinket. And then you can insert your own trinkets with different item levels and get the estimated HPS for them, which helps you calculate which one is best. It's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know how, how he does it. I know that he does it and he does it really well. It's a shame that I don't understand so much when it comes to the math stuff because I cannot help him 
help him that much. But yeah, the the work that Nifer does for the holy community is uh, it's just priceless. There is like nothing can match it easily. Just a simple fact. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic. And I'm not gonna put discipline on blast exactly here, but uh, subs. What is? <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, we're not. We're uh, our math person is not as uh, is not as gifted with spreadsheets. Um, I've definitely, I've definitely, he's definitely told me some things that have been very wrong on his spreadsheet before. Shout out to my boy Josh, the Dispriest God of Method. Anyway, uh, our spreadsheet, while more basic, still gets to the point. It's still pretty good. You should definitely follow it for everything I do. Um, uh, basically, for stats, all you, you care about is you care about Leech, most importantly. Leech is the best stat for this by a lot. And the reason why is that the... <laughs> the reason why is that when you do a damage event, so you do a penance on someone, that, that Leech heals you. And then that Atonement heal also Leech heals you, so double dips. So it's insane. And then you want haste, just want haste on everything, then you want int, and then the rest of the stats don't really matter. You just want haste on everything, and you want leech on everything, basically. Uh, it's nice with this that all three, all four secondary stats, or all three that's not haste, are all equally valued, I guess. Hmm. Um, it's nice. Usually, when I, I came from a spec where the mastery was the dead stat, where I play a spec where the mastery isn't a dead stat, so that's good. Uh, this, uh, this spreadsheet also does trinket rankings. Uh, as you can see on the spreadsheet, I don't know if you have it open, but mm -hmm. mana trinkets are... Really, really, really good for disc. Uh, surprisingly, uh, basically, this spreadsheet kind of proves that you should always want you always want to mana trinkets essentially, um, but not as I will say something, and this is what other people will agree with me is that while the cake, well, I guess we're going to talk about the cake now. While it doesn't look as good, if you're not as experienced as a disc priest, you can kind of just equip cake, and then you can just it's just. For a burst healing mechanic, you can just drop cake and that will replace Chaos of your Atonement heals. So while it doesn't look mm. the greatest on the spreadsheet, it's still an extremely good trinket. And it's getting buffed on Tuesday, right. which is nice. Because it's getting buffed by the Absorb Paragon. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the other thing that the spreadsheet does, uh, the other nice thing is that if you have Innervates, if you have Wisdom, you can plug it into the spreadsheet and... You, it gives you like how much value mana trinkets are relative to other stats or other statistics. The one thing this trinket doesn't, the one thing this doesn't do is it doesn't value DPS trinkets, which is oh. a bit. Sometimes, it, while it's not as important, AOE DPS trinkets are kind of relevant. So at some point, it probably should be simulated, I guess. But as a general like rule of thumb, you should be using this spreadsheet all the time and giving our giving our good pal Josh an ego boost, I guess. <laughs> well, that's. You brought that up real quick too, and I don't want to jump ahead exactly, but you brought up the cake, and Pridas is being brought up in chat, right? The Magnum Opus, and whereas Pridas is not bad for DPS, obviously the shield is fine, and dead DPS has no DPS, and obviously the stat stick element of it is really strong, you know, the crit, mastery, haste, and of course the, uh, the gem socket, but cake and Pridas for discipline, for whatever reason the math works out this way, because they are your absorbs, either casting the cake trinket or the absorb on yourself, is added on by your artifact weapon. Yeah, right? it's really weird. Yeah, they are increased by your absorb paragon. Um, other things, 
Another interesting thing is that the share in the light trait, which is the when you cast the power shield on someone else, you get a power shield on yourself. That double dips because the the absorb is buffing the power shield, and then that shield you get is being buffed again by the paragon. It's just like a weird system, and I don't know. I don't know if Paragons do this, but it could technically apply to Scattering Field on Gul'dan. Like, it could also be increased, so the Absorb that you put up. I have no idea if that's actually true or not. We haven't tested, but it I don't. It could apply to that or any other Absorb effects in the game. But yeah, Pridas is getting 15% better. Next patch and same with Cake, as you just said as well. And any other Absorb effect in the game as well. Yeah, that's wild. And that's... That sort of goes back to the fact that discipline really only doesn't really have a lot of like personal cooldown reduction, so staying alive to keep healing forever is really beneficial. If those that were curious, why the, why do we care about that? <laughs> what Aspa? What? Read the chat. Oh, the Italian question. Yeah. Okay. No. Okay. Sorry, I do this thing with my hands. Sorry. You do. <laughs> I'll try. It's fine. It's I, I talk with my hands sometimes too. I, I only talk with my right hand though. My left I can't hand help is dead. myself, man. I just do this with my hands all the time. That's fine. Not a big deal. Well, I want to bring up the tier sets real quick. And I think we'll go back and forth. We'll do... Let's do disc-disc back-to-back, and then we'll go holy-holy because we'll just go back and forth on that one. So, just to recap what you guys are doing right now on live, your tier 19 is your healing on targets affected by Power Word Shields increased by 30%. And then during Rapture, Atonement applied by Power Word Shield lasts 6 additional seconds. So, not bad. Set bonuses, by all intents and purposes. Anything that you want to, like, comment on the Tier 19 sets right now? We will still have them for a number of months. We're not getting too much Sargeras for up to almost three months from now. Possibly early June is the rumor mill. But what what about Tier 19 is good, bad, excellent, whatnot, sup? What, what's on that? Well, the two pieces, average in raids, the four pieces, great in raids, and the in dungeons, the two pieces, amazing, and the four pieces, average. Um, power okay. shield is such a such a low value in raids. It doesn't really stay up that often, but it gives you an HPS increase. I guess it's okay. But the four sets really good because it allow it extends the duration of atonements on Rapture, which is a very big deal for like it's a very big deal for keeping up your atonements for extended like damage patterns, mm -hmm. which makes Rapture an insanely strong cooldown. That's something you always want to be doing. It makes in yeah, it's really about it. The set bonuses aren't really that interesting. They're just HPS increases. So yeah. Now, the, the counter to that is your tier 20, which still aren't totally fine-tuned or locked in place yet. Hopefully, as an Enhancement Shaman, I hope they're not done, because... Anyway. Uh, the two-piece for tier 20 is that your first Bolt of Light from Penance deals an additional 200% damage. And the four-piece is Powered Shield is a 25% chance to cause your next Penance to be free... And at a 50% reduced cooldown. So this will be a theme when we go over holies with the whole cooldown reduction. But how does tier 20 look, Subs? How is that looking in the future for you? Oh, uh, okay. Our set bonuses are really, really, really good. That's all I'll say. <laughs> no one wants to talk. No one wants me to talk about how good the set bonuses are. But I guess I will talk about it anyway. Um, as you can see, a 200% DPS increase to a spell is a very big number. And uh, it works out to being a 50% increase to penance healing. So if you're doing 30% of your healing with penance, it's a 15% HPS increase. More importantly, because it's a deep, it also increases penance damage. It also busts this DPS by a lot. So just 
you really, 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 in Timothy Guerrero, you want the two seven, the two twenty-two piece. That's what you want. For, first and foremost, you should coin for it right away. It's a huge increase, and hopefully, it doesn't go live like that. I guess because that's very, it's in a very absurd power level increase. But the four set, um, the four set also feeds into that because because it's giving you more penances and. What it's kind of doing is, oh, I guess I should read it out. The, the four piece makes it so you have a 25% chance when you cast Power of Shield to uh, make your next penance cast free and have half the cooldown, right. which is a very strong effect. Um, you can sort of work it out to say if you have an Amalgams, if you have Shield Discipline, if you have that, Power of Shield kind of becomes a mana positive GCD because you're getting, you're getting a 1% discount from Shield Discipline, you're getting mana back from Amalgams, Seven Spine, which is the best trinket. And every four casts is a free penance, so you can kind of say you're getting a 25% discount on penance every time you cast Power of Shield. It kind of turns into a mana-positive GCD. It just makes Power of Shield the most important thing to press on cooldown constantly. And the other thing it kind of does, which I have a working theory about, I don't know if this is actually correct because I haven't played with it, it also means you kind of want to use Rapture more reactively, rather mm. than just you, you press it 10 seconds in advance and then the Power of Shield's pop. What you probably want to do because of the resets of penance, you want to start at a higher amount of atonements, say like eight or nine atonements before it bursts, and then you start pressing rapture and penance on cooldown. And because you're getting so many resets and they're so free, you want to be keep doing this. I don't know if that's correct, but that's something you can be doing. But outside of that, it's just like the four piece is actually a lot worse than the two piece, but they they're both very good with each other. And you definitely want the four piece prioritized as much as possible. You would downgrade to it; it's that good. That's wild. I think that I, I want to make sure. Is there any shenanigans that are possibly happening real quick here? Sort of to put this in the middle of the, the tier discussion with. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember now. This is reading from the before the show. Um, yeah. I worked, I worked out that a 15 man penance of power of the dark side is more healing than a 20 man lights wrath. It's more healing per cast. So technically, you would prior. If you go to penance proc. Uh, Power of the Dark Side proc, you would prioritize casting Penance over casting Light's Wrath, which means you can save Light's Wrath to be a reactive healing tool rather than just, okay, I need to press my Raid cooldown here. Or you can do it both ways, really. But yeah. basically, yeah, it's you... such an insane effect. That's why I'm surprised it's been like this for so long and hasn't been nerfed. Just to make sure we're on the same page, the Power of the Dark Side is sort of your RPPM, where Shadowward Pain is a chance to increase the damage dealt by your next Penance by 50%. So, or Purge the Wicked, of course, or, uh, so this is, if you get this proc, you don't have to use Light's Wrath. It's that, it's that powerful. It's I mean, that the, good, it's that good, yeah. Is, is the, the multiplicative benefit of Power of the Dark Side, does that stack first and then the 200% from your set bonus goes, or is it vice versa? It's, it's, it's like a huge step. I have no idea. It's, I have no idea, we don't, we can't test it, but I'm assuming... I'm assuming maybe. I don't know. Either way, if you just say it's just like additive increases, it's very, very, very good. Right. No, that's that's also, a wicked, wicked, wicked jump. It's also kind of interesting for five mans as well, because it kind of makes the schism talent a lot more interesting uh, for five mans. You wouldn't never take the schism talent in raids because it's way too much mana. But right. in five mans, because penance, because castigation isn't doing that much for a for the first bolt, it's only doing adding a bolt at the end. Where Schism is buffing buffing the first bolt by right. 30%. So it could be interesting in five mans, you probably will default to that. But the problem is with problems with Schism is it's not benefiting from a legendary, which is the best legendary in five man content, which is the smite belt. 
and uh, exclamation smite machine for the people and how to press Discord, I guess. But that's that's like that's like an independent issue, but it might just be so strong you take it anyway for five mans, but five mans aren't exactly that that big of a deal, so it doesn't overly matter anyway. Well, I guess you'd argue it's the Mythic Plus realm, and because like that's still an integral part, and you'll want to still get your 10 done every week for the huge AP token in there every week, and that's going to be a thing. So that's, that's something to look forward to. Sure. But what I was actually going to get into, you, you found another bit in that, uh, that tagline there, is Tomb of Sargeras gear, which again isn't coming out until like June, we don't know, but like June maybe? They have posted a blue post that it's a 15 eye level bump across the board. I think in reaction to the fact that everyone's talking about wearing two-piece tier 19 and four-piece tier 20. So, but is there any shenanigans that discipline would ever do that? Or no, you give up you give up way too many eye levels. More importantly, mm. you give up stamina, and discipline priest doesn't have really any personal cooldowns. So even if it was like a 0.2% HPS increase, I wouldn't right. take it, I wouldn't downgrade for stamina, because it's 15 eye level, that's a lot of stamina. That's a very big deal for a spec that doesn't have any defensive cooldowns. I die all the time, I need more HP. <laughs> I need enough. all the help, I need all the help I can get, Blizzard. Fair enough. But, I think that's different for Holy, so. So how about, so now we'll go back and forth with Holy. So tier 19 for Holy, what you're looking at right now, is that your Holy Word sanctifies Echo of Light heals for 100% more. And then your four pieces, Holy Word Serenity gains 20% increased critical chance if the target is affected by your Echo of Light. Now, I know I've looked at our Holy Priest in my guild, and I don't think I've ever seen him wearing more than the two-piece. So Aspa, what's up with the tier 19 right now before I prod you about tier 20? Uh, the two-piece is really strong. It's basically sort of our bread and butter. Because Nighthold is filled with AoE healing and sanctifies our biggest major AoE heal. Mm -hmm. And it bumps up even the value of our master even more. So the Echo of Light from Sanctify, of course, you need to remember that if you if your uh, heal crits, it also doubles the Echo of Light. So if normally you, you sanctify someone for 200%, right? then the master will be 40k. Except with the two-piece, the mastery will heal 100% more. Right. So it's it's major. It's a lot. It's if you look at Holy Priest logs and you see like huge like the mastery is pulling ahead by a mile. It's because of the two-piece. The problem with uh, the four-piece is that serenities tend to overheal. The crits tend to overheal a lot. So basically the four piece is a 20% chance to overheal with serenity. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the four piece is if, if you have two items that are same item level, you keep the four piece. But if you get an item level upgrade, just break it. Because the four piece is actually kind of underwhelming <clears throat> because it's usually just overheal. Okay. Fair enough. So now transitioning to tier 20 for Holy. Again, remember that synergy the other spec has and the cooldown reduction stuff. So serendipity reduces the cooldown of your Holy Words by an additional 1.5 seconds on top of the effect it already does for either the AoE versions or single target versions of your heals. And the four piece will be your Holy Words have a 40% chance 
to trigger a 50% reduced cooldown. So, Aspa, go. Now we get to the good stuff. So, okay, first of all, Serene Pity, your flash heal and heal reduces the cooldown of Serenity, right? And Prev Healing reduces the cooldown of Sanctify, and with Piety, Prev Mending uh, reduces the cooldown of Sanctify. So, with Light of the Naru, our uh, <clears throat> talent, it adds another uh, uh, 2 seconds to it, so it's 8 seconds. So, with 2 piece, it's 9.5 seconds. So, which means you need to cast less one less filler to get an additional Holo Word, which is insane. Then, you add the 4 piece to it. And you get even more Holy Words, which adds up to higher Divinity uptime, which is just simply Presential plus Healing. And oh boy. Mm. With Cosmic Ripple in-game, we are looking at major raw HPS upgrade for Holy Priest. Because Cosmic Ripple will be proccing more, we will be casting more Holy Words, our Divinity uptime is going higher, and on AoE bosses we're looking at 100% uptime of Power of the Naru, because of the additional Sanctifies. Which means, almost 100%, if we get like, I say plus 90% uptime on Power of the Naru, and Power of the Naru is the artifact rate that boosts the healing of Prayer of Healing. So this is this is a really major boost to Holy Priest healing, which makes us really good for uh, heavy AOE fights. And when we look at the tier 19 and the tier 20, the two piece from tier 19 is mm, very likely to be worth dropping item level to get the extra heals from Sanctify. Mm. Because we're casting it so much, and like our rate healing is—it's skyrocketing. It's going to be insane, and I absolutely love it. Of course, this means we lose legendary cloak because if you equip the tier 19 two piece and the tier 24 piece, you you won't be able to use legendary cloak. But you have Pridus for the survivability, and then you can uh, if you want to go ab absolutely kind of semi meme for a full Cosmic Ripple Holy Word spam mode, you equip the Legendary Bracers, so you cast even, so you cast fillers even faster, which means you get the more Holy Words even faster. Right. Or you can you go with Pride as and Valence, and now with, with the Crazy Divinity uptime with the spam you can get from um, the AOE healing with the four piece, you get if if the if. Uh, if you get the proc to sanctify, you like two times during heavy AOE phases. Mm -hmm. Your healing, our healing is going to be insane. It uh, again, my math is my math head is empty. I just like I can only imagine the numbers, and they're gonna be big, and it's gonna be lovely. But yeah, um, <laughs> what's upset about the stamina thing? It's also a bit concerning for like. I think about that too, but also I progressed Mythic Helia with the heroic two-piece from Blackrock Foundry, so I don't know. I think we can play around with it. Well, this doesn't actually have any personal cooldowns. You have a 10% DR from Fade and you have a, like a mental fortitude where, wow, that's really <laughs> going to help you live. Like, 
That's why Dist is always going to use like a defensive legendary because it's just not feasible to use anything else because you need the survivability to live. And that's why mm. the reason why Leech is so good. You need the self-sustain so you don't like randomly die. And I still even randomly die. And that's like sometimes you just die because you just have nothing. You know, you're a low mobility spec with no defensives. It just sucks sometimes. Yeah, Holy has well, it, our defensives are living. Of course, we got the Guardian Spirit, right? That when you apply Guardian Spirit to another, you also get it for yourself. But right. a four-minute cooldown for a basically tank tank external to use as a personal cooldown is likely never going to happen. So we only have Desperate right here. But it helps because you can snapshot more health, like I said earlier. So we can use it for our advantage, and that kind of thing can actually justify using the two-piece from tier 19. But again, uh, this means that you need to actually have Pridas or Velens right. or the Cloak. But yeah, we are Holy Priest, tier 20 for Holy is looking, I don't know, almost as maybe as good as for this also. Like, the, it's a major raw throughput upgrade and we are a raw throughput class, so... I'm, I like it very much, and it, it's looking really, really good. It's very exciting. I think, I, oh, go ahead, Subs. Go ahead. I think with, with regards to like how strong Holy and Dis bonuses are, I think they might be okay. I, I think they might be okay if it under the grounds of the fact that Druid, Shaman, and Paladin are so popular and so widely represented that they might be giving... It, it, it's, it's very obvious with the, how powerful these set bonuses are for like Disc and Holy. They're really trying to push priests as a spec, so maybe mm. they're trying to do that through set bonuses. Um, they definitely didn't do that with Mystery, but that's a dead spec. Oh, <laughs> but, wow! So I gotta get the bands in for Mystery, or like old times, but like, with the, with like the widespread like popularity of those three specs I just mentioned, that's why, obviously it probably should be nerfed. The holy set bonuses and the disc set bonuses are very, very good, but like, Maybe they're not going to nerf it as hard. I don't know. They could not nerf it at all. And they could just say, hey, Priest is the new meta. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I don't know. I, oh gosh. I think your guild just killed Elisand, Aspa. <laughs> I was like, wait, is that bad spam? But I guess not. Well, I mean, they they, they could they can calm it down now. We got, we got it. That's okay, fair. boys. Chill down. Yeah, chill, chill. Yeah, calm down. <laughs> Congratulations, guys. Good job. <laughs> Nice, but I'm kind of uh, sad that I missed it though. Yeah, back to the subject. Well, I appreciate you being here and your guild still being able to to handle it without you. Yeah, that sounds good. But um, the uh, the thing about the the 19 bonuses just have like a very very specific like one bonus like powered shield and powered shield or holies gets sanctify echo and then serenity like one little bonus to each your holy words and one being good and one being like meh but the cooldown reduction thing i wonder about how that plays in before i move on to the next topic because before we've talked about this on past healer shows that healers don't like or didn't like rng you wanted to know you could heal this that and the other when you needed to heal those things but both of these is that because there's a bit more of a, are you okay with that like new sort of reactionary, almost higher skill ceiling that's being brought in in Legion? Because obviously we haven't really talked about mana at all directly. Obviously Discipline Priest uses a lot of mana, but because you, you can't, other than Trinkets and Blessing of Wisdom and Innervates and maybe Symbol of Hope, mana is finite now in Latorrent Potion. 
so that's always a skill that you have to keep managing is your mana as a healer. That's never going to change the whole expansion unless they bring out some stupid trinket in, in Tomb or beyond. But the... How how is that worked out with healers? Is that fine to have these like RNG ish procs? Is that is that okay? Is that? I think it's fine. I mean, the disc set bonus, the four pieces RNG, but the it's not like it's not like a five percent chance. It's a it's a one in four every cast, and it's a frequent cast. So that's fine. Sure. But the two piece is a consistent increase, and it should stay as a consistent increase, which is fine. I have no real problem with RNG. I mean, this doesn't really have like any real like RNG, like in the same way like if you don't have fifty percent crit on a paladin, then your your healing is actually RNG because if you don't crit on Holy Shock, you don't do any healing. You know what I mean? And but I don't think there's any like super bad egregious RNG with healers right now, which is great. It's not like mystery where if you're renewing mist doesn't fly to someone, you don't do any healing. But that means that means it's fine to introduce some RNG. But the way they've done this RNG, it's not like bad RNG where like you just luck out. It's just pretty consistent RNG on spells mm -hmm. you're casting so frequently. Right. Well, it, it interweaves into the core of the spec, and then of course you, it's not really like a skill silly increase because you still gotta, you have to react to what is going on, and that's very prevalent in every DPS spec. Either reacting to this proc or that button lighting up or this window or this trinket window or something like that right but healers didn't it was a big problem when it was more of a triage world back in the day but now it's more you know healing is you're in the driver's seat a lot more and the same thing for you aspa that's good on your side of things sounds good did we lose him oh no aspa i think we lost him oh we, we've lost him unfortunate oh no no aspa i can't do there? this alone I can't. Yeah, you definitely can't. You play discipline. Oh, yeah. There he goes. I play. I play holy and heroic raids, so I'll comment. Um, <laughs> I think. Um, <laughs> I think that the fact that the the holy word uh, two piece is pretty consistent, and you're getting casting those spells all the time, so it's a consistent increase. And having some RNG in your force, that's fine because it's a forty percent chance on a spell you're casting really frequently, so that's fine. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't do holy alone. Someone help, please. <laughs> Yeah, the cameras are going to be destroyed now. Uh, so we've got like a split supplement. Oh, here he comes. Wait. Uh, uh, hello? Aspa, oh. come back to us. Yeah, my internet provider decided to have one of these. Um, I don't know what should I call this. Yeah, I'm back. Can we get Excuse some, me. Can we get some final, final rights in chat? We're back. We're good. We're good to go. Let's get a <laughs> wall of final rights in chat. I want them. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, I was is, gonna... this is embarrassing. No, it's totally fine. We're gonna move on to legendaries and trinkets. So I'll bring up the let's bring up holies first. Now these are gonna be the 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 trinkets we're gonna see here are obviously the ones that don't have the changes if they have changes. But do you want to bring me through like a hierarchy of holies because sh disciplines will be really easy because this is that picture for it. I want to wait for that one. But, uh, well, walk me through the legendaries for Holy Aspa. Alright, so, well, first of all, we got the cloak, alright? Uh, <laughs> the cloak. It's by far the most powerful legendary that it, there is for Holy Priests. It's not just that you get the <clears throat> double mana pot or the 23 second free innovate. It's 
there's so much more to it. For example, um, bosses that have um, high DPS checks, just like Crozes on progress, you can use it when red paladins get their like second cooldowns up. So you use the proc the cloak when red paladins pro, uh, pop their cooldowns, and they get the 20% DPS buff also. So you get to <clears throat> completely ignore the mechanics for 23 seconds. You buff up your red paladins DPS. You get another mana pot, and you get to spam heal for free. It's insane. Yeah, it's there's a lot going on with this thing. So that's great that again you talked about all the tier 19, tier 20 possibilities, but we'll have to see how that pans out. We have everything else up here. Any other ones that really have to be brought up? Uh, of course, there's Fridas. It it provides you with um, kind of the personal. We gives the, the DR the bubble, and of course, it's a really good stat stick. Then we got the the pants entrancing trousers of Anjuna that uh, have great synergy with the Benediction Piety spec because it, it, <clears throat> it's just it's it's just a raw buff to our renews. Uh, and it shines on encounters that has like constant trade wide AOE damage, just like Elisande is, is a wet daydream for Holy Priest in general and for the fans. Then of course Valens is really, really good. Then we have like, uh, we got the legendary gloves that whenever uh, Prayer of Mending heals a target, it leaves a buff to them that uh, boosts the healing of your next uh, heal, flash heal or serenity by 15%. Those are really good for five man dungeons, for five man content in general. And <clears throat> there are few bosses that it's good, but because it's RNG who prayer mending heals, so it's kind of here and there if you can even use the proc. Uh, then, of course, the legendary wrists that are getting um, <clears throat> a slight buff going into 7.2 now are going to see some more use, and especially right. with the cosmic ripple and everything. So, uh, those are pretty nice. Uh, then there's the legendary belt that I've actually disliked from the beginning because. The holy is built around the holy words, and you want to be casting them on cooldown. So with the belt, like building the stacks, it's very iffy if it's any good or not. Then, of course, Norganon's foresight. You can play Rest of Druid for a while, cast him <laughs> while moving. <clears throat> wow. Blizzard, fix it. Uh, <laughs> wow. Then uh, Cephas Secret, it's, it's good for finance, you know, but that's about it. On raids, you don't really get that much use. And then there's the Furyx Embrace, the Holy Priest ring, that's absolutely garbage that you should just never equip it. If you get it, try to delete it, and when you cannot delete it, put it in your bank and never take it off. Wow. <laughs> so fair enough, though. There's definitely a lot of possibilities outside of the the other ring, which sounds sad. The, the benefit bonus to Sefu's, the... Movement speed and haste passive, that's not going to really see any rise in its popularity for... Because I think Holy only has... All you can do to proc it is dispel, right? You have no other way uh, to proc it? Chastise. Oh, uh, if, if the mob can be... Oh, okay. Yeah, if the mob can be incapacitated, you can proc it from that. With that one also. Unfortunately, our knockback does not count as a CC. I don't know oh. if, it's, if it even should be, but we got the knockback talent also. But that doesn't proc it. So it's either Chastise or uh, Dispel. Hmm. Fair enough. And uh, now to make Sup's job really easy, here are the Discipline Priest legendary tier list. No, 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 no. Go back to the, go back to the seven point, go back to the spreadsheet, the disk spreadsheet, and just, that'll tell you how good the number one one is. Oh, 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 this you mean. Okay, hang on, let me... Let me recenter this real quick. So just if, if you need to know, here here you go. This. 
Oh my god, why? <laughs> there's this there's a really a... large bar. Um uh hmm. What what's this? What's this up? What's this? Uh why okay. For some it's Velen's future so if you can see. For some reason Blizzard decided to make a trinket in the game. I'm gonna go on a rant here, sorry. Go for some it. reason they just they decided to make a they decided to make a, a spec that does a lot of raw healings. So that's what disc is. So then they make a trinket which turns your overhealing into your smart healing to pe Oh I don't and it's not a one minute cooldown, so it's just like Oh my god. I do Star Orger, I do Star Orger prog without the trinket. And I have to like scrounge around for spot healing. I have to play so well, and I get the trinket, and I just press Valence, and it carries me. Why is this in the <laughs> game, Blizzard? Why? Please nerf this trinket. It's OP for every healer in the game, and it's the most broken on Discipline Priest. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but you can go back to that. You can go back. You can go back to the uh, the funny the funny legendary. Oh, I brought uh, I brought it up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I love I love the art. It's a very good way of expressing. <laughs> it is, yeah, yeah but, definitely. Uh, um, the number the number two and the number three ones are basically uh, uh, they're basically the two defensive ones. Uh, Zalans, I think that's how you say it, is really is really good because it's just a lot of self healing and it's a hundred percent of time atonement on yourself, which is really good with atonement dr. You have a passive two percent damage reduction the whole fight. And it also gives you 1% more damage from Sins of the Many's, which is really good. And the fact that just having the Atonement up the whole time is a lot of self-healing. In that same tier is Pridaz, for the same reason, it's just a lot of self-healing. Um, it's just a lot. It's a strong HPS effect anyway. And you, right. you should always, in my opinion, you should always have one of these two Legendaries on as a Discipline Priest. I don't care what other Legendaries you have, you should down, or if you don't, if you have Valence, you should always use it, right? But you should always try to have one of these two Legendaries as a Discipline Priest. Uh, moving on to tier A, or as I think it's tier B. So I don't yeah, have it up. B. Yeah. I think that's. Hold on, let me look at Skype. There we go. Uh, then the third one is Sefus. Uh, Sefus is actually like really good now because it's a passive haste. Is uh, well, it's the best stat for Distant Priest, right? Uh, haste and it just gives you more haste. It's particularly good on fights that uh, fights that just you can change a spell or even interrupt or not interrupt but like CC things. Oh. Asper's gone again. No. Okay, we'll continue. <laughs> anyway, uh, it's just a strong effect. It's a really good stat state for a similar reason. Uh, it gets really strong when you can actually dispel, and you should obviously try to dispel. Moving on to the the, the bracers, uh, the buff made it just like a decent HPS increase. Um, it's particularly good on bosses like Tychondrius, Augur, uh, Gul'dan, maybe. Those type of bosses that have a lot of spot healing. And if you have this and the new traits next patch, you can definitely... On some bosses, you can go Grace and have like these really big power red shields and spot heal a lot while mm -hmm. still atonement healing. And also, the pain sub is kind of nice, I guess. Um, the pain sub benefit is like whatever, but it's nice to have, I guess. Uh, the next one is the Helm. I don't know how to say its name. It has a really confusing name. Zam Zyref. I'm just gonna go with that. Um, it's the Lights Wrath Helm. Um, basically, if you do a big Lights Wrath, like a 15 man Lights Wrath, uh, you get basically free dps spells it's really i've actually experimented this a lot it's really really good with innervates which is actually the opposite way you, we think it would be it's actually better with innervates because you can consistently get to because um you can use the innervates to get to super high lights and super high atomas and lights wraps so you have such a long duration buff and it's really good on like 
Spellblade, where there's like a large spike of damage and then sustained damage after. It's also good on Star Ogre for a similar reason. It's just really strong for sustained HPS, but it's not its not like amazing, it's just like a good legendary, right? And it's got good stats and it's a helm, so it has a lot of int on it. Uh, and the rest of the the, the feels bad man tier, uh, the, the chest is just bad, straight up just terrible. I mean, it's only good with innervates, and it's not even better than any other with it. If it basically, if you cast a 15-man play, you get a 30% haste buff, which is it that for 5 seconds. So it's only good with innervated shadow fiends, and even then it's like whatever. And this doesn't actually cast plea that often, so it's kind of just bad. And has no passive haste on, which is what you would what you would rather. Uh, Norganon's I actually think Norganon's post buff is better than the chest. I don't know why that's there, but who knows? Uh, Norganon's post buff um, it's very it's a lot better for movement fights if you're struggling with movement. But the fact is, you just give up so much healing through the Velens, the, the the two self-healing legendaries. Mm-hmm. You just give up so much to take this when you can just play better with movement. But I guess adding crit to it kind of helps, but <laughs> who cares? Uh, <laughs> Nero Band of Promises is really bad. I mean, mm. basically all it does is that sometimes if you're fully stacked, you don't have to cast a Powered Radiance burst set. Like You don't have to cast five Radiances in a row. You can just cast a penance instead, I guess. Right. Who cares? It's just whatever. And the final one is the smite belt. Uh, this it's really, really good in Mythic Plus. It's actually you should. It's the best legendary for Mythic Plus. This is a rating tier list. But the fact is, is that it's not really an HPM increase because casting more penances is not. You're not really increasing your alpha that much, hmm. and you're not really casting smite that much in raids. The only time you cast Smite a lot in raids is when you're at high atonements and you need to do like sustained damage. So it's like, if you're healing Empowered Hellfires on Gul'dan and you're at like 11 atonements, you should be spamming Smite rather than casting more atonements. So that's like where it's useful. And it's not even that good for that. And it's also on a belt, which makes it kind of awkward. It has no haste on it, which makes it bad. It's just not that good. So basically, if you have Velens, congratulations, you won the lottery. (laughs) <laughs> and a lot of people hate you if you have villains. If I can have one more thing, please just delete this legendary blizzard. I've already said my piece, but if you have villains, if you have the gloves, or you have Pridas, or even if you have like the braces and helm, you're you're gonna do fine. Those are what you want. The rest of them are just terrible. And the craft of legendary is whatever. It's just a craft of legendary. The craft of legendary than- will help everyone farm their legion hall or their legion fall resources in the patch to make sure they can keep building the mage tower it's probably it's probably better than some of like the dumpster tier legendaries just because it has three sockets in it that's probably the only yeah. reason it's good well no, mostly um, i'm just i'm just making sure chat knows and everyone else realizes out there that the the building you want to build is the mage tower build the mage tower build the mage tower build the mage tower <laughs> i want is that the one that is that the one that gives you the the skin actually hell really yeah it is yeah, yes. I want to get that skin like week one. That's why See? I want the Mage Tower. Please, chat. Please, chat. <laughs> Help me. Yeah, yeah. The Mage Tower and uh, all the the new crafted legendaries across the board all give you those passives to like suddenly take flight like randomly. So you just you're doing stuff on the Broken Shore, and then all of a sudden you just like GM mode fly around the world. So once you unlock flying, I think I don't know if it works before because the mats take a while to make. Whatever. I'm gonna get one eventually, but. The one thing I wanted to, you wanted to bring up before we go into talents and then get into the nitty gritty of the show, the uh, new topic is 
you wanted to bring up DPS trinkets, AOE or DPS trinkets for discipline. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the single target DPS trinkets, well, okay. It's DPS trinkets, it's also melee DPS trinkets, right? Mm -hmm. if, it, if there's a melee DPS trinket that does spell damage, it's usable for Discipline Priest. And if it's like, if there's a tank trinket, it's the same thing, right? If it's if it's a damage proc, Disc can use it. So, single target range DPS trinkets aren't good. They're just straight up bad. So they're not worth considering. The only, the only ones that are worth considering are AoE DPS trinkets, because... If you hit like five targets with an AoE DPS trinket, it does a lot of atonement HPS because it scales up really, really, really well. So if you're doing, if you have like, if it's a short boss or you're fine with your mana or you can plan around a lot and you can see like very predictable damage patterns where you can use like an orbit destruction from Croesus on Scorpion, for example, mm -hmm. that's where AoE DPS trinkets are really good. Or even just like the passive AoE DPS trinkets are like, I think I did a high botanist once where like the orbit destruction was like eight percent of my output, which is very good for a trinket. Hmm. It's very competitive. It's very very competitive with mana trinkets. So if you were to take away from this, you should consider AOE DPS trinkets if they're like really good AOE DPS trinkets for AOE bosses, and okay. you should consider cake. Cake is very good. And then but outside of that, just oh. get mana trinkets. Yeah. And then Aspa sort of went over trinkets already before we move on. I'll bring up the screen again here. Is there anything you wanted to make sure you touch on for Holy Priest trinkets at all? Because I look on the, the list here, and, I mean, Cake is way up there, but then Stat Sticks are super strong for for Holy. So how are, what, are, what are trinkets like for Holy Priest? Yeah, well, at the moment, the only options you basically only want to have is, well, obviously, Subs kind of spoke in behalf of Velens. Uh then there's the unstable arcano crystal that's uh, i think shouldn't be in the game <laughs> uh, i agree it's really good for this <clears throat> as well i didn't bring that it, up but it's very good for this it's stupid op because like how over budget it is and it's only from a world boss and then we add the rng to the item level so i don't know i i just really dislike the idea cake is well as you can see the best trinket besides an arcano crystal and valence cake is super it demands some attention attention for the use but it's retardedly good then yeah. there's the stat sticks that you can get from world quest or helia or of course earn the int mastery one are really good uh the etcher celestial map from uh, star Ogre is really good um, then kind of the other ones are falling behind, most likely. So the trinket options for Holy are actually kind of boring in a way because the only used ones that you can actually get and use is Valence and Cake, and then you just right. have a stat stick. Or if you don't have Cake or Valence, you have two stat sticks. So in my opinion, the trinkets are actually kind of boring. Um, but one thing uh, I would like to bring up or talk about a bit before we jump forward yeah i need to jump a bit backwards and talk about the legendary cloak because okay. how op it is and with um issues when it comes for example with divine him is that because holy oh, well every other cooldown uh, can be either casted while moving or you just drop it down like a totem or it's an instant and the problem with Divine Hymn is that we're we're vulnerable during it. Even though there are always times when you can cast it safely, 
but that doesn't, for example, you're still vulnerable for mechanics. For example, on Crozer's the orb. If you get the orb, you need to stop casting to find him. So, for ex I think that the cloak effect, not as it, as it is now, because it could be kind of OP, even with the 10 minute cooldown, but I think it should be a golden trade, honestly. It, uh, because that would make... There's also the um, the class fantasy with uh, Holy with the spirit form and everything, uh, which kind of suits it really, in my opinion. And it's the effect is so unique that it should be available for every Holy Priest without a legendary item. And I don't know. I've I've unlucky. I don't have the cloak. I've spread my tears. Uh, I've yeah. I've. I've had my piece of salt, and I will continue to do so. But yeah, the the legendary cloak is—it's just—it's something else. I love the effect. I don't get me wrong; it's amazing. I love the uniqueness of the of the item. I love the uniqueness of the proc. I love how you can play around it and use it for the raids advantage, not only for you, but also for the raids advantage. But the effect is so unique that it makes absolutely no sense to me why it is a legendary item. If it was a golden trade, it would be so amazing. Like oh, even like ten minute cool people saying, "Oh, it, it would be so OP." It has a ten minute cooldown. Right? How would it be OP? So that would fix some issues with it. But I, th yeah, the I don't know. It's a bit controversial in a way, but I thought I think it's something that. I, I feel like it needs to be talked about and needs to be brought up. And because if you look at how Holy Priest is designed, the spirit form is obviously a part of the class fantasy. It's like Holy Priest dies, you go to this beautiful Valkyr form, because if you don't have the Valkyr uh, glyph, you need to get it now from the auction house, because the Valkyr <laughs> is just so much cooler. Right. So, and I don't know, because Holy Priest in a way kind of plays around with the spirit healer form or the Valkyrie. So like making the cloak effect available for all holy priests would be game changing in a way. It would give us something unique that we, we bring for the raid because there comes a point when you ask what you're doing when you're moving. Holy priest answers, well, I cast renew, but it's not worth casting mostly. And when it comes to mobility, our mobility is the same as Discipline Priest, which is kind of bad. Mm -hmm. And we don't have anything... We have unique... Okay, the Spirit Form is unique, but the problem is that we still die. So the yeah. Cloak Effect... If the Cloak Effect was baseline with uh, certainly long cooldown, it would give us so much more to play around with. And like I brought up earlier, the points where you buff the damage of uh, uh, Richard Paladins and so on, and the double mm -hmm. pot and everything, it would be... I think it's something to think about and talk about and play around with, but I think it needs to be changed. Then, honestly, the cloak effect should not be a legendary, in my opinion. Sorry, all those interesting effects got a Restoration Shaman, they really deserved APT. Sorry. I <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see someone in the chat brought up Draper shame, so I guess I can yeah, well, bring that because that we could bring that up for a moment. We we are we're pushing time, so I want to make sure we get through the rest of the show. But yeah, anything what, I'll say that in five words. So this it's not very good. I mean, it's okay, but you wouldn't like Tumasargaris gear is it's not five words, but Tumasargaris gear is way too high a level. It's probably not worth all the time. 
if you have like turf fury sets or sockets or you get like a super war forge and if you drape is very hard to farm a super high level it's not that good especially since this doesn't have a lot of crit it's probably the same probably as well or similar Aspa, anything on Drape of Shame? It's really good. Not as good as for many other healers, but it's really good. But not as good as Legendary Club. Yeah, it's it's being nerfed to 5% in the patch as well. Granted, Mythic Plus does come into play, so you're getting a higher level one is potential, but yeah, I don't think it it's has just anywhere... Too, it's just too hard. If you ever try to like farm like an, an Angaboda or like any yeah. of that, it's just so hard to get like a really good one, whereas like the, the raid gear is just so high level. It's going to be even worse in Tomb as well. well sub... And even though oh. with the nerf, the 5% nerf doesn't fix anything, the cloak is still OP. Yeah. Yes. It's, yep. There are a few items in the game that have those extra effects like the auto attack ring or the nibble... The 5% you know, little burst ring you can eat the gem on and get a little bonus or whatever. Like, there's a couple of things like that too. Some of them are really like, meh. Even like the two sets you find for certain specs are really good. Like the Havoc one, if you could get the two set DPS one for Havoc. Because the, the critical strike is like... Oh, you just brought that up. I remember this. Yeah. The, the Arcway Quarter Star set for Discipline Priest is yeah. very good. The yeah. demon one that procs the helmet healing. So if you're doing a demon boss mm. and it has haste Vera, so it's good stats. You should, if you're doing a demon boss, equip the set, basically. If you have it in a high level. Yep. Yeah. You yeah. should farm for it. It's not it doesn't even, it's like a it's a big HPS increase, so you can downgrade for stats, but you should should get it. Very go mm. farm Arcway Quarter Stars, but that's it. Well, how about so the talent section of the show is not as bolstered, because we do walk over through a lot of talents in the show leading up to this point, but Aspa, you want to walk me through sort of Holy Priest talent hierarchy here real quick? Give me some some pros and cons and sort of what Holy Priests are are specking lately. Okay, <clears throat> first of all, I'm, I'm going to go through the specs that are like viable at the moment. The usually what we rate with at the moment is Enlightenment, uh, Afterlife, Light of Tanaru, Piety, Divinity and Benediction. On the 30 row, it's never changing. Always big feathers because mobility, mobility, mobility. Body and mind has a 10 second cooldown and minor self heal, which is kind of unexistent. And the perseverance is just a meme. So uh, ten, when you cast Renew on yourself, it reduces all damage you take by 10%. Yeah, thanks for nothing. That's pretty much the talent. Uh, <laughs> then for. I don't know. There are some bosses where Chiller Light is useful, like for example, Aluriel and Star Ogre Etchers. But even though then, uh, Enlightenment can be better because more mana is more mana, and more mana means you can heal more. Chiller Light tends to overheal a lot even mm. now, so it's here and there if it's ever useful. Um, when it comes to. Maybe I'm just mumbling a bit, but uh, Enduring Renewal is fun, but it's not viable, okay? I'm just going to put this out. It's fun, but it's not viable. Um, of course, when it, uh, the tier 45, Shining Force and Censure. Shining Force is the knockback. And the knockback is, by the way, <laughs> the range of the knockback is it's ridiculous. It's like, if you think any other knockback, just put add additional 20 yards to the knockback. It is like, funny. It is funny, yeah. Shining Force throws like things to another dimension. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sensory is uh, 
it makes Oliver chastise, it stuns the target for five seconds, and it's not broken by damage. So it's really good for Mythic Plus and for like Proving Grounds, for example. Uh, then the tier 60 light of Denari is the default pick uh, for pretty much everything, everything and always. Guardian Angel uh, can have some use in Mythic Plus, but I don't really see it. I used it for on Proving Grounds, there it was nice, but other than that, I mean, pretty much never. Uh, then we got the Symbol of Hope. Um, six minute cooldown. Uh, 12, sec of, 12 seconds of free healing. People use it and justify it by saying, but we have mana problems, but you should never use it. You should use like Lay Torrents instead of Symbol of Hope and utilize Blessing of Wisdoms and Innovates. And if there's no Innovates of Blessing of Wisdoms, then just uh, don't spam heals that you don't need to because Light of Denari is just so much better. It offers so much more. It's just a throughput increase. And the only reason to take a Holy Priest to ride at the moment is throughput. Right. So you should always pick Light of Denari. Symbol of Hope is just not worth it. Uh, tier 75, Surge of Light is really good for Mythic Plus. Um, Surge of Light used to be our go-to with the Flash Heal Serenity spec, but not anymore. Now it's Piety, because uh, the Piety get a buff that it reduces the cooldown of uh, Sanctify by two seconds on default. Uh, so it plays really nicely with uh, like uh, the Nighthold uh, damage patterns, because so much AoE, so we want to be casting as much uh, sanctify as possible, so mm -hmm. piety, with piety we get more sanctifies and because we're casting prayer mending on cooldown anyway, so it's just another addition to our healing. Uh, tier 90, divinity is a no-brainer uh, because divine star and halo has mana costs and simply divine star and halo, neither of them can reach the HPS bonus that divinity offers and divinity is mana free. Um, then the row 100, I have no idea why Circle of Healing exists anymore, I have no idea why it's in level 100, never ever touch it, anyone, ever, don't <laughs> ever touch it. Uh, Benediction is our go-to at the moment, uh, it, it, Prayer Mending has a 40% <clears throat> chance to live randomly on each target, it heals, uh, passive uh, cooldown, uh, passive healing, uh, passive healing is always kind of boring in a way, but um, with uh, again with uh, damage patterns from Nighthold, so much uh, raid wide AOE damage, so biting heal, uh, oh my god, Benediction just uh, shines. Sure. And yeah, uh, Apotheosis is really nice. Uh, yeah, of course, again, a little bit of class fantasy, the beautiful holy form. Um, the problem with Apotheosis is the 30 sec duration and the three minute cooldown. Because it's 30 seconds long, <clears throat> you rarely need that kind of buff for 30 seconds. So there comes a problem with when you pop apotheosis, you use the first, let's say 10, 15, maybe 20 seconds to get the potential out of it. And then you waste 10 seconds of it. And it has yeah. a three minute cooldown. So I'm gonna add a little fix here. What we could do, what could be done to apotheosis is that split it up, two charges, Two minute cooldown, 15 minute, uh, 15 second duration. So we would have two holy forms with like 15 second duration. You would never waste it. You would always get the most out of it, and the two minute uh, recharge time would be justified in my opinion. 
and then we would actually get a lot more use out of Potheosis. Don't get me wrong, it's as strong as uh, Paladin Wings. I have out -heal a healing type totem with Apotheosis, but because of the long cooldown and the fairly long duration, it doesn't see use anymore. Mm. So Benediction is the go-to talent whenever there's like raid white, constant raid white AoE damage. Benediction is going to shine, which is pretty much every boss in Nighthold, for example. Okay. One yeah. thing that I would like to say, um, did I interrupt you? No, go go ahead. I was gonna I was gonna say that those uh, all sound like they have some options, but there's one predominant build, which is yeah. Okay. I skipped binding heal on purpose because uh. <clears throat> binding binding heal cannot really uh, it, it cannot really compare like play versus piety, for example. People will hate me for this, but I'm still gonna say it. When you are on heavy farm, okay? When you're on heavy farm and you want to have fun, Enduring Renewal, Binding Heal, Benediction. Do not cast, cast Flash Heal. Do not cast Prayer of Healing. Fill with Binding Heal. You will have almost 100% uptime on the Renews on your raid, because Benediction will provide you with the Renews, and Binding Heal will make them go on forever. It's super fun. It's not that efficient, but it's super fun. Okay. Because you cannot get to the n solid numbers that you get with the normal build, but the Enduring mm. Renewal Binding Hail Benediction is absolutely super amazing playstyle. I kind of secretly wish it was stronger because yeah. it's it's so fun playstyle, but I, I like to play around with it, but it's not that viable. Fair enough. So on the flip side now, Sups, how is Discipline's talent breakdown looking like currently? Well, right the now? good thing about Discipline Priest is you don't actually have to explain half the talents because they're all god awful and they're all terrible. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> Here, I'll do it really quick. All right, tier fifteen. The Penitent sucks and Schism sucks. Rating always take Castigation. Uh, the Penitent is an HPS loss to ever utilize, and Schism costs too much mana. Wow. Boom, boom. Easy. The castigation is just an HPS increase. Uh, tier 30, always take feather. Priest says no mobility. Take that always. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to speed this up, but the other talents are just so god-awful that why would you ever take them? Like, you give up on the 30 tree to take body and soul, you give up a lot of personal mobilities where people can just... There's no way you're giving up your feathers. You're, you would have no mobility otherwise. And Shadow Priest is that same. They always cast their body and soul, so why... I could be selfish, true, too. Uh, T45, um, Shining Force, like uh, Asper said, is really good. Uh, Dominate Mind is also particularly good in Mythic Plus. I don't oh, yeah, utilize that because I'm a, I'm a bit lazy, but you should you be utilizing it. Uh, Psychic Voice is like the PvP talent. T60, Power Solace is very, very bad. Never talent it because it's just worse than Shield Discipline. And Mindbender is the exact same. This is Raids, by the way. Is that Shield Discipline is just the most mana, so you should take whatever is the most mana, and it's... Power Souls is too GCD intensive, and Mindbender is, you just don't get much mana from Mindbender, so you have to go Shield Discipline and Raids. Um, tier 45, uh, everyone takes Contrition, purely because, well, it's obviously Contrition, the effect of increasing your Tomas is really good, but the other thing is it makes the game easier to play, mm. because you can set your Tomas up three seconds earlier in advance. Um, and it's also really good for sustained HPS, which is what this is really good at. It's just a good increase. 
Uh, PI isn't very good in raiding. Never was actually very good in raiding comparatively to Twist of Fate. And uh, I don't know how good because there's there's about to be a new like tool to compare contrition to Twist of Fate. But Twist of Fate, the effect is very strong. It's just a twenty percent HPS increase and DPS increase. Um, in uh, it's particularly <laughs> the problem with it, it's very RNG and it's not it's, okay. It's not RNG, but it's not consistent because the better your players play, the the worse it gets because. Back when Contrition was a bad talent in 7.0, I used to default to Contrition or default to Twist of Fate, and then I would for early Prognite would later switch to PI because it just wasn't consistent anymore, and I wanted right. some form of consistency in my gameplay because I would get pulls where Twist of Fate would be 40% and then they dip down to 15%. These wild swings made it a bit too inconsistent, but it's balanced by the fact the effect is so strong. I'm not actually sure it's worse than Contrition. It could actually be better than Contrition now, but there's no tools to like simulate this, and no one's doing it because it's just it's just easier to take Contrition, and that's why everyone does that. And it's not like it really matters that much. Uh, tier 90, uh, uh, Clarity will still exist, and it's really bad HPS wise. The same reason why the Penitent is bad. It's just an HPS loss to ever use. So you would only ever use it to stack absorbs to break a mechanics. So it's literally only good if Blizzard screws up, otherwise it's just god-awful in raids. <laughs> okay. Divine Star Divine Star is less healing than Smite, so it's bad. Moving on. Halo is basically the only talent, and it's relegated to just press Halo on cooldown for when atonements. We have a lot of atonements and there's damage, you just press Halo on cooldown. That's basically about it. Uh, T100, Purge the Wicked is the default talent in raids. It just makes your, it makes your second best spell better, and it's very good HPM-wise because you can... And on a two-target cleave, you can keep Purge the Wicked up 100% of the time without ever refreshing it, because you can penance one target, penance your target, and constantly keep them up active. That's relevant on High Botanist and High Botanist Mythic and other bosses like Gul'dan or whatever that have adds. You should be doing that. Uh, Grace Grace is the default dungeon talent. You should always, in my opinion, you should literally always take it in dungeons no matter what, because Purge the Wicked is barely an increase DPS-wise, and you would rather have some. You would rather have some form of spot healing in the dungeon. Um, and Shadowman, that or Shadow Covenant, that doesn't talent doesn't exist. It's actually, I would say, with confidence that it is the worst healing spell in the entire game. In, it, uh, it, yeah, <laughs> I'm. I, I was figuring that out in beta, and I'm a complete nub when it comes to healing. And tell, I was like, tell me, would you, for, tell me, this talent was bad in 7.0. So what Blizzard did in their infinite wisdom is they decided to nerf the talent by 40 percent. That's what they actually did in a patch. They nerfed it by forty percent. <laughs> like, but they made it instant, so it's like a mystery meme, right? So you nerf a spell by forty percent, make it because it's instant now. That's why it because it, it's instant, so it's so good, right? That's why they nerf revival. <laughs> oh yeah, I really want to spend five percent of my mana to do two hundred percent spell power. That's as much as an infuse on five people, or I could just spend that mana on atonement. Mana on atonement. Mana, mana on atonement. Yeah. Mana. Like, mind your manners. <laughs> but yeah, this unfortunately does not have any real choices in five mans. Like, the only difference in five mans is you take, instead of taking Contrition, is you take PI, and that's it. Realistically, that's the only difference. Uh, oh, and you take Mindbender over Shield Discipline. Basically, because you don't need mana in five mans, so you just take the more throughput talents. This doesn't really have any challenge choices. In fact, it, I've actually used the same talents on Progression for literally every boss. I've never swapped. So, from from a so, 
I was going to ask from like a DPS point though, do you still, does Divine Star do more damage than Halo though? Like if you were... No, it doesn't. I mean, no? it does more AoE damage, but okay. there's no AoE damage in raids that you care about. Because okay. Divine Star, for Halo and raids, it does more damage on the... Because the only atonement heals once, Halo and Divine Star, once right. on, on one target. So Divine Star is only good as an AoE DPS spell. Hmm. But that's not relevant in raids, and it's barely relevant in Mythic Plus because you would rather actually have a healing spell in a Mythic Plus. Right. Like, th and it's also hard to use in Mythic Plus. Like, you they have to be stacked where you can you just Halo and it crits for like 800k, and it's a big heal, and it's a big damage spell, and it's bursty, and it's good single target. Like, it's just that talent is just so god awful, and it's just why not just take Halo? And the funny thing is with the set bonus, the new tier 20 set bonus, is the fact that you wouldn't actually cast Halo anymore. There's the f because, the, because the set bonus is so much so strong, you wouldn't waste mana on casting Halo over casting more atonements to cast more penances. You'd rather, because penance is so much better, why would you ever spend mana on it? So what, so what people are actually doing, or what people are probably going to do is just default to Clarity Will, because... I don't know, Some maybe one time before the pull you'll do slightly more healing because you can play the will, the tanks twice. It's just not even a tier with the set bonus. It's just so... They mm. need to... This, this talents are a mess. That's what, that's what I'll say. Like that. Hopefully in 7.2.5 they'll do the Shadow Priest treatment where they actually make it so this has interesting talent choices. But because right now you just use the same talents and everything, it's not a choice. Really well, you... You plopped me up to that. I don't have it in front of you right now. There was that blue post back by Sigma in January about how they're, you know, the blues are not totally happy with how discipline plays. Like, obviously, it it does what it does good enough right now, and the set bonuses are helping, and the and the talents you're getting or the traits on your artifact are helping. But obviously, there are still some pitfalls, right? And uh, this comes to light apparently in well, your the talent the choices. The, it is what he's saying is that the talent there is no talent choices right that's like yeah. one of the problems is that the other problem is is that we've hinted at this before and a lot of people misconstrued that that this is a problem with innovating wisdom it's not actually a problem with innovating wisdom i should explain but he basically said this is very sensitive to external mana and people misconstrued that as wisdom innovates and i'm here to tell you that's not what he means he means that he's sensitive to ex for mana trinkets and and boss mechanics which give you mana those are those are this doesn't they don't balance around innovate and wisdom. That's not that's not a thing. There's extra things because innovate and wisdom affect every healer in the game. That they're in, they're an equal problem for every healer in the game. Yes, right. it just gets the most out of innovate and wisdom because they do the most healing, but it doesn't mean that they're balanced around that at all. And it doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that like they're they're thinking about that with a rework. They wouldn't do that because they would think about every healer of innovate and wisdom. The problem is, is because mana trinkets are literally just better than every other trinket in the game. So you always be using a dungeon trinket, and oh, oh, you always be using a dungeon trinket, and you'll always be using Darkman card promises for the rest of time. Essentially, you have no right. trinket choices outside of Valen's Future Sight, and they can't design bosses like Tychondrius. They can't. They have to be very careful with bosses like Tychondrius, bosses like Scenarius, which give you mana because that makes Discipline Priest. Just so much stronger randomly because you just have so much more mana to spend atonements. They're very sensitive to that type of thing. So they have to fix, they're trying to fix the problem with talents and they're trying to fix the problem with external mana. So, and that, that problem is coming from the fact that Discipline Priest has power radiance, right? It's a no, imagine, uh, the example I gave to Bay was imagine if Wild Growth had no cooldown. That's essentially what powered radiance is. You would, as a rest of Druid, you would just always spam Wild Growth. Like, why would you not? It's your best spell. So you would just press that non stop, non stop, non stop. So Discipline Priest, because 
because Powered Radiance is so good, that makes mana so much better forever, essentially. So yeah, and also because the talents aren't interesting, like it's the talents. The way you play is shoot horn into these predictable burst patterns. You can't play a sustained healer like you can play like a holy priest. You can only play the burst healing playstyle. That's the only viable way of playing dis priest. It makes it harder because you have to you have to have an you have to have add-ons. So you have to have not all. No, it's unrealistic for people to keep up with with predictable damage patterns without big weeks. So like they balance the game around big weeks. So they essentially you need to have big or weeks. DBM. I, or DBM, yeah, <laughs> whatever. Or or any or recours or anything, you know. You know what I mean? That that type of stuff. So like, you have to have this, and you also have to look at points in the encounters where you have to burst around that. So it makes it so if you're not experienced with this priest for the first like twenty pulls, if you're really inexperienced, that's not an unrealistic thing. Basically, for the first twenty pulls, you just you're just gonna do dumpster tier healing because you don't know how to use your mana bar. It just requires so much more. Uh, it just requires so much more, I don't know, mental... It, it's so much more difficult needlessly, essentially. That's well, what they're, you, they're trying to fix. You, you sort of jumped ahead to the nitty-gritty. So that, that whole last bit sort of ties into this uh, the Legion healing meta open-ended discussion part of the show. Every show now, I kind of want to have what I'm calling the nitty-gritty. And it is... The guests see it. It's a whole bunch of questions that sort of like spur on the sort of topical points that uh, sort of wrap up a lot of what we've talked about on the show leading up to this point right now. So the one I had for for this episode was the Legion healing meta. And a few of the questions I have so far was like, hey, how is Legion healing shaping up so far? And healer DPS, do you foresee any major changes to the healing team going forward in Tomb of Sargeras? If all mythics could be four healed, what four would you bring? We kind of went over that earlier. Uh, do all raids require Holy Paladin rest with Shaman? Kind of went over that earlier again too. But then I guess how do you... Like, does Legion allow for swappable healers, or, you know, how is the team-based healing working? But I guess <laughs> Sup's brought up some of that point in the discipline side of things, where there's obviously this, this it's easily the hardest healer to play, most likely. I don't think anyone would, would argue that other healers are more difficult to play than discipline. But I mean, Asp, on the nitty-gritty side of things, like, what are your sort of takes on a couple of these points here to sort of continue the the rantiness that Sup's opened up. Well, I'm... Uh, first of all, let's take it... Let's completely forget about, uh, let's say, top 20 guilds, okay? Sure. Because uh, for those guilds, for top 10 guilds, they need to have the shamans, they need to have their paladins, because the encounters, some of them are just... You cannot live without uh, tank healing from Holy Paladin or, or the links from Resto Shaman. Uh, but outside the top 10 guilds, okay, the healer balance at the moment is somewhat the best I've seen in World of Warcraft ever, maybe. And honestly, I think without class stacking, you can achieve a really good progress with any healing team. This is my honest opinion. You can have Mistweaver, Holy Priest, uh, Disc and Paladin or whatever and do just as fine as the guilds are using double Paladin, double Shaman. It's not that the classes doesn't matter anymore uh, because all healers can bring somewhat really good throughput, all healers have somewhat really good raid cooldowns. The only exception is SLT and Beacon of Light. But uh, I, I don't know. I think, well, 
I've seen different healing teams in this expansion, a lot of different healing teams. Of course, uh, I think Mistwear is in the worst position at the moment, but either way, you can achieve really good progress with any healing team in general. <clears throat> like the we said earlier... Have, sorry. Yeah. The problem like I, I have said, when people... Yeah, okay, go on. So sorry. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry the problem I have with when people say that healing is the most balanced ever is the fact that every comp in the world, essentially in top five, is paladin, druid, shaman. And then it's usually another paladin, another druid, or another shaman. And so straight up, this patch, it, without a doubt, in general, those three specs are better than priest and monk. Like... Right now on Gul'dan, why are you playing a priest over your paladin? Essentially, there's no reason to play a paladin, or, or no reason to play a priest over a paladin. And for bosses like Stalorger, where it was two healed, the only time it was actually viable to bring another healer besides paladin and shaman was disciplined priests. If you were good at disciplined priests, essentially. So, I, I don't know. Like, I, it's I suppose it's more balanced HPS wise, but the fact is that Paladin is Paladin will be brought to every encounter ever because tanks will always take damage, and they're the best healer at dealing with that consistently. I mean, Druids can do it, but there's just no reason for a Druid to do that when a Paladin does it better and for more healing currently. It's just like, why would you do it? Like, and also, uh, I, I don't know. A lot of it has to do with the fact that the Beacon of Light mechanic, like you said, is so broken. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that SLT, the fact that shamans have SLT, which is fine by itself, because this has barrier that's, very, that's actually better than SLT. The problem is that they also have Ancestral Protection Totem. And when you put those two together, it's just, yeah. it's just ridiculous. Like, my guild did Spellblade Luriel, and it's like, okay, for the fire phase when people die... Just drop APT and no one dies. If someone dies, I'll get a free ink and I'll do more healing than the other talent choices. Like, why is this in the game? Like, why did Shaman, which was already had, which was coming off the fact of having double Spirit Link totem and having the best mastery for progression rating, why do they need a mm -hmm. totem that reses people when they die and is the best healing choice for that option? Because giving people 10% HP is a lot of effective healing. It just yeah. it boggles my mind. And another thing with the APT is that it does not use a battle rest. Exactly. That makes it yeah. that makes it unbelievably broken. It's yeah. The utility that shaman and paladin have are just. I don't know. I think they are OP. There, there well, was there was arguments brought up in in chat earlier about this kind of stuff that I was I was always wondering about how the the cooldown shift from Warlords to Legion was, for the most part, positive, right? It took a lot of these cooldowns off of all the DPS, took away those set bonuses that gave tanks raid cooldowns as well, and a well, lot of the cooldowns... Oh. Sorry, babe. They didn't actually do that, though, from Warlords. They actually introduced in Legion more DPS raid CDs. It's actually... CDs mm. are at the point where, in Legion, it's probably close to MOP levels because Boomkin Innervate is a raid cooldown. Darkness is True. a raid cooldown. Rallying right. Cry is a raid cooldown. We're getting to the point where these specs have so such ridiculous external raid cooldowns. Like if if I'm in a raid, like I, I mean, there's there's kill videos of Disturbed Priest with two Boomkins solo healing high botanist for, until phase three because he just has Boomkin innervates and he can just spam the whole fight. Right. Like they're that powerful. Like they they didn't actually they, they had a good they had a good place in Wad where it was all based on healers. Then they did Pendulum Swift back in Legion, where it's all CD-based, like, the only time, I mean, 
the only difference is, is that healers are more OP in Legion compared to WAD. Right. Because you're, you're healing outside of your raid cooldowns are a lot higher. But the fact is that we're still in a raid cooldown meta. You still go through exact cooldown rotations for every every burst mechanic. It's still it's still highly dominated by it. It's not what people wanted because they reverted all the... They nerfed the raid cooldowns in beta and then they reverted all the nerfs and then made golden dragons for those traits, which makes them 30% better. So they effectively did nothing to it. And they only made it worse. That's that's my problem with that type of suggestion because it's just. Uh, sorry, it's really well, great to you that type of stuff. We could talk about those golden dragons a bit because I think that's a really good point to bring up. Uh, Druids, three sixty drank, okay, with a talent two minute cooldown, okay. Resto shamans. The, I don't remember how the uh, trait works itself, but it's a big uh, bonus to healing tide. The, when it heals, it heals more on successive ticks, essentially. Yeah, isn't it that it scales up 10% at a time, right? Mm-hmm. Which is really strong. Then, of course, Holy Priest has RTF. That's really good in case you got the POMs, mm -hmm. the prayer mendings for it. It's quite significant boost. But I don't understand why those are, like, the most... Uh, Biggest thing I do not understand is why druids have the 360 drank. Why they have two minute cooldown? Why, do, why, why, why are they running? Druids, why do druids have that but not holy priests? Like, it's just like, what? Why did Mistweaver yes. have a heart on an instant heal? An instant heal? Why does it have a heart? Why is it on the druid? Why is the druid one just straight 20% better? It's just like these random confusing changes. That's why Mistweaver is so bad because mm -hmm. they had a, a, a very wide LOH and with their solution to it because it overhealed a lot. What? Who cares if Revival overheals a lot? Yeah. The fact that you add the fact that you add a hot to it makes the spell worse because what made it so good was the fact that it instantly LOH'd your raid. Who cares how much mm -hmm. healing it did? <sighs> well, <laughs> Sorry. What, what I wanted to go into was that there seemed to be this because I use Exorcist raid tools in in raids, and because of my streaming. In the top left-hand corner, I track all the relevant raid cooldowns. Like, the, the really important ones, the tank cooldowns, that's sort of the one that's bugged. Uh, and I, so, so people that are watching can watch when raid cooldowns get used. And it's so funny to see how many more raid cooldowns and, and things that druids or paladins or that they, they bring to the raid. And shaman, their toolkits bring to the raid things you can track that are directly impactful. And... Priest have Guardian Spirit, Barrier, Pain Sub. Like uh, that's that's what I was trying to get at is that why why aren't that there has to be some at least ebb and flow to that each healer sort of has even though they're going to be different, right? They're going to be different diff things to bring. Which I'm looking at the talents back here now. Like why is Symbol of Hope not baseline? Like that could be something that Holy Priest has in their toolkit. Like all the time. Well, because, because it's not baseline. Because it's not baseline, it just makes it so. Well, holy is just a spec that does a lot of healing, but so does shaman, and shaman also brings right. apt, right? And it's also even worse for mystery, where they just do no healing, or they don't do no healing, but they do the lowest healing, and they bring nothing to the raid. But but then you, so you have to ask yourself, why do you play a mystery when I can just play literally any other healer and do more healing and bring more to raid? I mean, priest is pretty limited what it bring, but. You still bring Grip, which is important on like Gul'dan true. Grip and other is true. bosses. True. Grip is important. That's a nice tool to have. But then you have Discipline that does passive DPS while healing. And you have Holy doesn't really bring anything, which it should have symbol baseline. That well, should be a thing. 
I think the, the, the trade-off there, though, is still that even those sort of tools never really see as much use as Busting of Sack, Freedom, Bop, Lay on Hands, Devo Aura, or Aura Mastery, you know, whatever, or SLT, Guidance, Spirit Link Totem, Onk Totem, Ascendance, Double Stream on the same time as you are dropping Healing Rains. Like, it's, there's, there's so much kit involved in the other healers that I felt like they definitely missed a little bit of that going into Legion where they didn't have, you know, like, okay, well, Holy Paladins have, you know, one, two, three, four. Holy has one, eh, two. You know, Shaman has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, right? This, uh, Mistweaver has two. They didn't balance that very well because despite the fact that the healing core is balancing your team works together, there's still a hierarchy and the hierarchy could be done a little bit better to not have such a huge skew towards like paladin shaman priest is almost there priest as a class is almost there and they're getting a lot of love especially discipline priest next patch sure, but i think sure, holy sure. need i think holy needs about love but the thing is Mistweaver needs a lot of love they need a lot to be a better spec and the fact is people are re-rolling away from that spec because it's so this isn't a Mistweaver show and i shouldn't be talking about it but it's like that's, that's the problem with the healing meta. It seems like it's very over-centralized on the top three, and it just feels like, I guess you could play a priest, but why not just play Holy Paladin, Resto Shaman, or Resto Druid? Resto Druid isn't even, like, amazing. They're just a well-rounded healer that never dies. They don't bring... Like, they just have a good toolkit, and they never die. That's what Priest and Mistweaver needs. But yeah, I think we've ranted that's, enough about that. Well, that's what I was I'm trying just... to bring up. What's up, Aspa? Yeah, this is an interesting thing. What you like talk about uh, Watuki actually, the um, holy priest from Exorcist. He wrote about um, class changes to the forums, and he had an interesting like switch to Elo Light of Ture that it would be um, uh, the heal that you when you put, for example, you LOT the tank that it would um, like burst the heal you do to the tank around the tank. So therefore it mm -hmm. would, in a way, sort of work as a beacon. So this, this would give Holy some more utility that we would bring, uh, like uh, add something to the our healing spec and it would break a bit the um, monopoly, monopoly that Holy Paladins have as tank healers. So we could actually fill out that spot a bit. It, because now Light of Thura is, it's nice, it's a good boost to single target healing, but the use is so very limited, and it's just, it's loner, it's not that good. You still want to use it a lot, but it's not that good. So, like, if the um, heals, the, the target that's affected by uh, Light of Thura would be, the heals from the target would be like bursting around it, it would be a major change that would make, like Sup's told the Holy Priest needs some love, that would be some sort of love that would help us a lot. There's a few things that I definitely feel that could be worked on in the future, but that's, that's all I guess I'm, I'm going towards as we wrap this up, because I feel that that was one of the things that was missed going into Legion, is despite the fact of throughput and, and actual numbers being better, there's still toolkits to be taken into account here, and there's obviously a a problem when two or three healers have double the things to bring to a raid than the other half, which is which is a problem. But anything else you want to leave your 
discipline and oh, holy priests one, with one, real quick oh what? one long last comment on that one point is they sure. need to stop they need to stop worrying about hps balancing that's a part of it they need to worry about toolkits 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 that's the 100 the reason why the healers are so overrepresented and why other healers aren't i jump on that wagon yeah so i think they've gotten numbers numbers work but when it comes down to it when you've got six seven eight things cooldowns utility you know stuff like that to bring to raids and you only bring two ish maybe three there's a there's a disparity there so we shall definitely see but i think that's gonna be it for us because we definitely i mean this is a big episode so i'm fine with going a little bit over the time not a huge deal but as far as that is we good gentlemen is it button time shall we hit it yeah, yeah. we get you all right then thank you very much for seeing episode 133 of final boss t for holy and disciplined priests if you've missed the first chunk of the show of course this will be available on the youtube channel links right down below the stream usually about 24 hours after it goes live today so it'll be on youtube cut right to the beginning and the end additionally the mp3 only versions will go up on itunes stitcher and google play music and my website as an rss feed you can just listen to it through the website if you'd like to you can go check those out. Links are also down below. Additionally, if you want to help support the show and get more podcasts, I know, right? Like, there's more of those. Those are found on Patreon. The BTS for all these spec and class shows are posted there, and those are only available for patrons that are supporting the show the extra mile. But there's the Shadow Priest one we just did. There was the one for Havoc a little while ago. These are unscripted sort of behind-the-scenes show prep discussions and some great nuggets of discussion come out of those so you can go check those out as well if you prefer or want or desire more of us nerds talking about world of warcraft but around the table again real quick for the guests today there is aspa you can go follow him on twitter at his entire name but instead of an i it's a one thank you for being on the show sir i appreciate your time today thank you so much just doing a dance for the chat you gonna say bye to chat or anything like that thank you for the time today sir thank you Thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> there it fun. is. <laughs> I, was, I was... I was... Uh, what? I was, ner I was nervous at the start, but yeah. This was really fun. Thanks for inviting me. It's a huge privilege. Thank you, Ben. And thank mm -hmm. you, Chad. And there is Subs. You can follow him on Twitter as well at Sublift, which was his old name because he's betrayed his people for now. <laughs> but thank you for being on the show again, man. I appreciate it. Oh, uh, th thanks a lot. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were talking to me. You should follow me on Twitter. I, I, I like to rant a lot. If you liked my rants, I, I rant on Twitter a lot, especially about mystery remark. But I, I do also do YouTube content as well, and I post it on my Twitter. So please follow me. I'm a, a really nice guy. And I, I, I'm honored to be on. I would love to come on for Discipline Free Skin Day. I love this spec. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. He's, he's an Australian without the Aussie accent, which is really weird. You have a comment on that, Subs? You have a comment on that? Why do you not I was have... a sheltered boy. I was a sheltered boy. That's my reason. <laughs> well, fair enough. Thank you all so much for watching. Tune in next week for what should be Vengeance Demon Hunters. I know Monkey is confirmed, and I believe I have D-Limit or D-Limit coming on with him. To talk about Vengeance Demon Hunters. And then the four Sundays after that, all the four Sundays of April, 
will be druids. So guardian, balance, feral, and restoration. In some shape or form, once I get guest sorted, it'll be druid, history, month, so cheek over for those. Thank you very much for watching. Trust in your seal of artifact power. Get prepped for the patch 7.2. Comes out on Tuesday. I'll be doing a special live stream tomorrow for preparation and figuring that all stuff out. And then, of course, a really long one on Tuesday. So if you're watching this before then, then stop by. We'll figure it all out when it's live. But trusting your seal of artifact power, it's going to be a lot more important because the grind begins again. And until next week, everybody. <gasps> Fight! Wave, wave by it, nice people. Wave. Wave goodbye. Wave bye, the nice people. There it is. Woo!